0: I don't need to tell you this, but you probably already know that this entire network is uh, listener-supported, so we're not associated with big podcasts who have deep pockets and microphone lobbies and uh, and big games. It's uh, just listeners, listeners like yourself, who have headed on over to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedTV. And even as little as a dollar a month makes a huge difference. We thank everyone who has decided to support us as we rapidly approach episode 100 assuming we don't die and uh we thank everybody who is considering supporting us and we thank everyone who's listening
1: man this game is just too spooky too spooked out and uh, all those other fear-based memes oh my gosh i couldn't get 20 minutes into it i really really hope that gary doesn't notice that i didn't play it this
0: game is too scary I mean, every time i tried to play it another hair turned white at this rate i'm fuso Yop in this piece hope Cole played it, so I can just kind of play along. Yeah, it's like So, so then you leave the the opening area. You, you sure do. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, you probably continue on. And uh, and the game yeah. progresses, and yeah. uh, that's because you've made it to
1: the Crucible of Shadows.
0: Yes, yes, I remember that yep. distinctly. Okay. The the Crucible of Shadows, right? Yeah. Um, and in that Crucible, um, you solve puzzles involving the. Um, uh,
1: the... Yeah, yeah, the. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, you you go ahead.
0: I've been I've been talking a lot. <laughs> Yes, I have. We should balance that out. We'll clean this up in the edit. Um, yes, you you solve puzzles using the um uh, uh, the the infant mother of all spiders.
1: Yep, yep. The uh the 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 infant mother of all spiders. It's uh it's instrumental to the gameplay and the atmosphere. And and then after. And then with this mother, you do... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, go, go ahead. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, so so I know there's a door. I'll de- I'll take the next piece. You go through a door, but then after the door, um, I cut you off. You were going to say what we do next. Shit.
1: Uh, the Hanging Garden of Forgotten Blood.
0: Yeah? Yeah, yeah. no, no yep, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird because it sounds like a bloodborne area, but that was mm-hmm. cool. And I think it really contributed to the sense of lore, um, mm-hmm. you know, and the way that the game evokes, like... Um, Lovecraft and 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 the thing. Um, so one thing about that garden is there's tons of puzzles, right, from a gameplay perspective. Yeah, yeah, and they were and they
1: were all good. Go go ahead. I mean, just give more detail, please. It's the soul of narrative. Come on, uh, please. Yeah,
0: um, Come on, man. Just yeah. Know. Okay. Um, puzzles in the Hanging Garden. So uh, you have to gather the uh, six dreams of yeah yeah um, oh no i i mean you know i'm trying to remember okay. um because it has been a while since i actually played it
1: oh you know what me too yeah
0: i'd mean, like to get ahead right <laughs> yeah yeah look at that yeah. i mean you know uh, we're, we're we're busy hardest working guys of podcasting <laughs> um yeah so um you gather the five dreams of the fingerless glove society hmm and 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 that's when uh, you find an audio log, I think, that yeah. reveals who they're working for.
1: Okay, some kind of drummer? No, okay, no, uh, I'll just I'll uh, let you go. Uh,
0: no, um, okay, okay, um, they are working for the Midnight uh, Imperium of the um, the Wayward Void, and and they ask you to do something. Why do I keep going?
1: Oh,
2: Jesus geez. Christ! Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, what does? What does the Midnight Imperium of the Wayward Void ask you to do? I mean, you know, just for for, for the listeners, right? For the, for the yeah.
0: Listeners. I mean, I mean, I know, and and you know,
1: uh-huh. but the
0: listeners yeah. don't know. That's what we do, okay? Um, yeah. So they want you to drown the echoes of the um, the the sorrowful ones, and uh, and make so they never get into the spooky um, uh, abattoir of uh, sunken glory. Um, and then and then the game ends.
1: Abattoir, yes. That yes. sounds good to me. That is exactly the thing yeah, that we It, both it is played.
0: an abattoir game. Um yeah, yeah and see. then credits. It's a little bit abrupt, but uh ten out of ten. <laughs> um <laughs> way into it. Whew yeah.
1: man. Oh. I, I I couldn't couldn't stop playing it until until it made me. Uh, Har- so-
0: that was a harrowing two hours we just spent. <laughs> <laughs> because the game was so scary, Yeah. Uh, but also because we researched it so fully.
1: Exactly, right, yeah. Uh, so next time we are doing uh, Half Life Three.
0: You've you've played that, right, Gary? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I have. Um, and and you, you you told me you played it, right? Like you you actually played Half Life Three because we both played Half Life Three, and we're going to talk about it on the show.
1: Right, right. My uncle who works at Valve, he he totally he totally hooked me up. And you know what? That's just the kind of hard hitting diligence you can expect out of Watch Out for Fireballs. <sighs> I don't think he noticed.
0: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross and you're listening to watch out for fireballs it is a retro video games podcast and this week
1: we are talking about amnesia the dark descent which is a survival horror game developed and published by frictional games for the pc and mac in 2010 and this is a game that won our spring survival survival horror poll survivor horror yeah survivor horror yes having to do with physical challenges and uh
0: hashtag voted off the island
1: (laughs) gary i think i confused survivor and double there
0: yeah, it's, it's a, you know, well, you eat slime in Survivor, mm. but the slime eats you in Double Dare. The, uh, and in an Amnesia, The Dark Sun. Yes. Um, so this is a first-person game, and uh, it mostly consists of solving physics-based puzzles and inventory management in order to make progress. Um, it's, you know, it's really based around this, you, you having a hand floating <laughs> around and being able to manipulate your environment. So opening drawers, moving boxes, stacking crates, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah.
1: So you're splitting your time between doing that and running for your life because, uh, boy, oh boy, is this a spooky game where there is no combat whatsoever.
0: It is very early on Mm -hmm. in Watch Out for Fireballs history. We started talking about that pursuit as game mechanic uh, thing in regards to Dark Corners of the Earth um, during that entire chapter where you're getting uh, chased by the Shoggoth. And uh, this is like a whole game of that. Right. And uh, yeah. this is uh, widely considered to be one of the scariest games ever made. I it's really up there for me. Like I I had a, I have a significant difficulty playing this game. Like mm-hmm. it is it is very scary and tensifying to me to where I cannot like I have to take breaks mm-hmm. and I have to uh, you know check my phone from time to time. And uh, yeah, it is it is super super scary.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, at least then it works for me. Like i I've, I've <laughs> talked about before how I don't. I think that approaching horror movie with, like, how can I out- outsmart this piece of media is robbing yourself. Yeah. You know, like, oh, something's going to jump out there. So, oh, there it did. Whatever. <laughs> you know, like, you, you have to buy in and, and kind of go in with a little bit of good faith. And if you go in with even a modicum of good faith, this game will just rake you over the coals mm-hmm. with abject terror.
1: Yeah, and it it does a bunch of different stuff. Like, there's some kind of goofy haunted house kind of scares that come out of nowhere and don't have any real basis in the world that kind of don't work on me. But because mm-hmm. it is so kind of, like, multifaceted in the way it approaches uh, instilling horror, dread, terror, any number of those things that uh, Stephen King talks about in Dance Macabre, um, something is going to get you. Like, this is an equal opportunity spookifier.
0: Yeah, and, that's, and that kind of, like, those miscellaneary... <clears throat> kind of uh spook 'em-ups are um kind of explained away by this this force that's degrading the environment around you. Mm-hmm. So you're you're you are con- you feel like you're constantly being pursued because you really are. And uh you know that can cause any number of whatever that game developers want mm-hmm. to have happen. Yeah. Um and
1: that's kind of complemented by the sanity system um that is uh, that is in play here, uh which I'm surprised nobody got sued over because Nintendo holds a patent on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, they may have just look
1: the other way. Laws are before. crazy. Yeah, like maybe this was too small, but like
0: everybody knows about this game. <laughs> yeah, I just, I maybe it's just they're more subtle. Yeah, you know, like it is, it is. You do have a, like a literal meter for it, um, but it is kind of, kind of the twist, you know, and the main uh, gameplay thing is that you lose sanity for normal things like spooky things happening around you and looking at enemies, but your character is scared of the dark, right? Um, which means that there is this. Like, this is a survival horror game in the true sense, because you are managing your fear versus your resources. Mm-hmm. And if you're hiding from something, which you can't look at, um, you need to hide in the dark, which also scares you. Mm-hmm. So balancing your sources of light and your willingness to expose yourself through light versus your sanity yeah. is the main tension that this game kind of rides on.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're safe, you're not sane. And if you're yes. sane, you're not
0: safe. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. And uh that th- that is a limited resource. Like as you're going through you have this uh lamp oil, uh you know, it, it, so so your lantern that you carry around with you, your portable light source that has a, a limited amount of time to it. And then you have kind of a limited use tinder boxes to light and you know to light torches and candles and stuff like that in the environment in order to kind of create these uh the these pools of uh of of light in the area. And uh um, I I kind of use those also to mark my way.
0: Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, I think that the the actual the resource curve is one of the better ones I've seen in a survival horror game. Mm-hmm. Like I never was flush, um, but I also never completely ran out. Mm-hmm. And like that's that's the mark. Like I was always low enough to have it matter when I used one, but never so low that I could make the game unwinnable. And they did which very, theoretically you could do.
1: And they did a very good job of of um, uh, kind of putting resources at the end of dead you know dead ends um you know like as you explore the environment it really rewards you rewards you paying attention um and uh they're they're pretty generous with these if you're just kind of walking around uh so that's a way that they uh kind of pull a resident evil 4 on you without having it be a respawning uh resource like an re4
0: exactly yeah and that's something we'll we'll talk about a little bit when we talk about um or at least i will talk about a little bit and we'll (laughs) we'll see how that works out when we talk about the sequel um which we're going to cover we're going to kind of cover this game as a a little bit on touch on the series, which we mm-hmm. usually don't do for the show, but they're all worth talking about, and we're not going to get a chance otherwise. Yeah. Um, all of them have this thing in common where the story is revealed through auditory flashbacks, notes, and then just through the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do have that motivating factor, other than just sources of light, of exploring to kind of get more of what's happening Right. here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works yeah. pretty
1: well. And like that makes the sequel make a certain amount of sense for who they teamed up with to execute on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, like so, talking about what kind of came after this. There was the official sequel, uh, Amnesia: Machine for Pigs, uh, which let's say let's talk about it after the main body of this episode. Although there will be comparisons that pop up. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and 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 I've, I we did that for a, a comrade, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be interesting though because at that time Cole hadn't played it, um, so it's gonna that's it's gonna be a, a classic watch out, fireball showdown is it um no i don't know I, I don't know what you thought about it the uh how how, how into it you were the game like it, you you only really dislike things that break your heart mm-hmm. like you you know you to, to feel like a deep like disappointment is a stronger emotion than dislike our mom's taught us that exactly <laughs> and, and it is true um, and then there's also a DLC, uh, called, uh, Amnesia Justine, mm-hmm. which was part of a portal 2 promotional event. And yes. it's actually like for a promotional event is actually pretty beefy and cool.
1: Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, like it, yeah. uh, it, it changes the, uh, the, 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 format and the structure a lot. It makes a little bit more. Well, we'll talk about that too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, there's also uh, custom fan stories for this. Like you can actually use this engine to make your own stories and then load them up like doom mods. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done anything with this. But it's a neat idea. It's super hard. You have to use the uh, the Half-Life Forge um, engine and things like Is that. Is it that? Because like, I, I thought this was called the HPL. I thought this was its own engine. Or at least the Penumbra games were part of something called the HPL engine.
1: Everything that I read and looking into it, uh, like for tutorials and stuff, involves using the Forge tool. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: That, yeah, that's beyond my
1: ken. My yeah. Um, um, yeah so like this is this sprung out from the Penumbra series uh, which you just kind of mentioned there and uh, a little bit of a stripped back version of this like those had combat this one doesn't they're kind of uh, it's been a process of you know kind of winnowing the mechanics down a little bit and along with that like this kind of first person horror game wandering around getting indirect story has started a little bit of a cottage industry Like with uh, Mm -hmm. stuff like Outlast, which is uh, a a really kind of, you know, models itself closely on this. And even something as big in AAA as Alien Isolation.
0: Yeah, Alien Isolation feels like it has a little bit more in common in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Other than the fact that it's super long and and there's more combat in it, even though they kind of discourage in the same way. Mm -hmm. Outlast always felt like a like a flashier version
2: yeah
0: like a little bit more of like a haunted house kind of thing yeah to me there's a lot more like direct exposition but there's definitely uh DNA there and uh the the penumbra games like uh you know part of me wanted to suggest one of those instead of this like this is better but those penumbra games are really interesting yeah like if you end up coming away from this interested in playing it or if you've already played it and haven't checked out the penumbra games especially the first one yeah um it's very cool um and and the the, the taking away the combat is a good decision. But everything else you like about Amnesia is in the first Penumbra game, right? Yeah, the second uh, one has like a like like a, a a goofy guy from New York who rides around in your head yeah. the whole time, and it's it's a it's a mind boggling decision. <laughs> is that a, is that Black Plague or is that Requiem? Because I know um, Requ- I think it's Black
1: Plague. Okay, Requiem I got rid so. of combat as well. Like yeah, that, so uh...
0: yeah, Black Plague. There's combat. Also, you're <laughs> haunted by the ghost of like New York's famous sandwich shop owner Gino Dardelli who's who's you know talking he's not quite that that new yorky but like he's like a little like this like he's got a gravelly crusty voice and he's you know there's monsters better watch out and it, it's really silly you sound like spawn it's it's so silly like it is it is such a and the rest of the game is really cool around it but uh-huh. like just having like horror games are not scary when you have somebody with you mm-hmm. to talk to and like just having a constant companion really ruins it and they made him really over the top <laughs>
1: So. yeah so i played the first one penumbra overture is definitely like you can come across it really easily like uh it yeah. tends to pop up in bundles it tends to go on sale uh quite frequently it'll run on most systems now it's you know it's an older game uh but mm-hmm. uh but it is well worth your time uh to yeah. check out because it feels a little bit like uh it's a it's it's a, you're in the arctic it's it's kind of lovecraftian in that uh mountains of madness kind of way
0: yeah in a different way than this is yes like um, yeah this this is definitely as shit yeah but different stories yeah
1: Okay, so here's something about this game. Um, Something that, you know, when we announced that we were doing this and a kind of a common sentiment that we hear around it whenever it's brought up is that most people are too afraid to play it. Um, Yeah. You know, whether or not that that is earned, I don't know. Everybody has their own kind of threshold. If it can ever be said that we provide a service, then that would apply to this episode, right? So I would recommend people... Play the game because it's really good, but if you you know if if you just can't handle how hostile it is to uh uh to approach then you know listen to this episode and learn about it because it definitely is interesting and you know especially with alien it, it's it's casting forward in really interesting ways and having influences on stuff
0: mm-hmm Yeah, absolutely. So like, this is this will be an okay way to experience it. I also will do that one better and kind of say that even if you listen to this episode, and you're like, that sounds really cool. And I want to see it. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do our best to do it justice. However, you know, dread, and just kind of (laughs) atmospheric foreboding is a hard thing to express. Yeah, uh, with words. So if you come away from this, and you're like, that sounds good enough to where I even though I've been scared, I do want to play it, um, play it. Right, And uh, I think that this won't totally ruin it for you mm-hmm.
1: and And that's something about fear and horror, right? Knowledge compresses mm-hmm. space. We've talked about that in and uh, dark souls. even if you know if you walk into the spoiled and you know the size and shape and scope of this and you're aware of some of the some of the set pieces and stuff, that will take some of the things out from it, but you're still going to get that residual effect that just can't be described or captured. Um, in audio, exactly right.
0: yeah the, the, uh, this is this kind of uh, combination of lighting and sound mm-hmm. and level design. But they do a really good job of uh, scaring the piss out of you. Yeah. So, uh, Cole, uh, tell us a little bit about the plot. No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <The, the>, uh... <laughs> so so you, you wake
1: up in a dead and ruined castle in Brennenburg located in Prussia. The year is 1839. And because this game is called Amnesia, you know nothing about what's <laughs> happening. And it would be ludicrous of me to give any more setup than what the game gives you.
0: <laughs> so... Yes. Amnesia is such a hoary... Like overdone plot device, mm-hmm. I think this series of games, even you know, even the second one, which I don't love, um, uses it really well mm-hmm. um because it's never just like you have amnesia, but now you're on a mystery. <laughs> the mystery is important to you, and discovering more about the mystery serves as discovering more about yourself as well, yeah, um, so you're always on kind of two simultaneous journeys of discovery mm-hmm. in this game in a way that's super satisfying. It's
1: it's motivated, right? Like yeah. there like there there is an actual reason beyond plot expediency for why you have lost your memory and mm-hmm. kind of the personal archaeology that you do as you go through these environments and uh, kind of kind of like undo the work that you did to get where you started um mm-hmm. is, is is really fascinating storytelling because you're getting everything kind of in reverse.
0: Yes. Yeah, and the way that they actually twist this um, specifically in Justine is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I really dig it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna go through this together. We're all in it together. <laughs> um, you start out uh, in this bla- in this inky blackness in this dark hallway, and even the the very the title screen for the game is just like you in front of a foreboding tunnel. And you press start. Mm-hmm. The camera kind of pushes in, like you're you're going in, yeah. and uh, you know you you play as a character named Daniel, and you're kind of reminding yourself who you are. And where you're from, uh, which is Mayfair, and that there is something actually hunting you. Yeah. Um. And there's this pink liquid on the ground.
1: Yeah. And uh, there you. are also these uh, these pink rose petals that are going to kind of appear whenever there's any kind of revelation, right? As things go along. Yeah. That's one of my favorite horror tropes, or just kind of um, kind of manifestations of anxiety. And this this game and this series actually does a really good job of mimicking the physical and kind of sensory. Um, experience of anxiety but the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the the fact that he kind of has this mantra that he opens up with trying to remind himself at least the basics of who he is and you know holding on to holding on to something is incredibly evocative as is this whole kind of run up as you're walking through and getting a sense for how devastated this the, the the this 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 is and you're not even you know seeing the half of it right now
0: right yeah and and it's it's the the castle itself is devastated you are devastated because your interface is messed with you're limping you fall to your knees a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his uh, that anxiety that your character has and him trying to remind himself of who he is, he's also talking to the player. Mm-hmm. So, you know, super, super, uh, super clever. Um, as you move on, you're just kind of moving through nondescript uh, rooms. And if you go into this uh, without having played the Penumbra games first, mm-hmm. um, you are expecting there to be zombies or monsters <laughs> or anything yep. like that. And the slow burn of this game is so well done. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so, like so long before you're in actual danger that like it's just it's just a really good that's something that like games get praised for mm-hmm. oftentimes like we talked about it a lot in the dark corners of the earth episode you know um you're not actually in danger for a very long time mm-hmm. um but you feel like you are like every single time you open a door there's all these little clever touches like one having to manually open the door doesn't feel <laughs> like a chore it feels like it's connecting me to the avatar that's actually touching a thing in the world mm-hmm. that at any point could could hold terror behind it but two like i noticed in this first hallway like so many doors pull outwards mm-hmm. and it's like oh boy oh, yeah. you're, oh boy like that's going to be a thing like i can't get <laughs> in here quickly yep you know
1: what if something is chasing me what am i going to do
0: yeah, yeah. And i'm going to have to stop to pull it open like
1: and for as goofy as that havoc physics stuff is, you know, in some of the implementations here, with stuff specifically like opening, you know, doors and opening drawers, it feels very satisfying. Like I think yeah. this is a game that was designed uh with the novent Falcon in mind.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> you remember the, that uh, thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that horrifying video where they attached a fleshlight to one. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's in the show notes. Um well, well, well.
0: <laughs> Flashlight.avi. Download it. <laughs>
1: open up down the ball okay just every link on this site yep.
0: yeah so play that shit on your shockwave. Yeah, yeah
1: um, so uh and that's kind of a theme in the game right uh not flashlights but uh the the, 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 yeah. the pro- it'd be,
0: it'd be a real twist like <laughs> that's, not expect that, that's that. more
1: of a machine for pigs thing um, yeah i
0: was expecting <laughs> monsters and instead there's just like like ah another <laughs> fleshlight a fleshlight of iron a Which, fleshlight <laughs> of, of steel a fleshlight of wax <laughs> Oh my God, and in castle
1: which I'm not looking down on people who use fleshlights. It's just a funny object to
0: find. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Like we're, we're all cool for fleshlights. (laughs) We're all all, like, send us one (laughs) fleshlight.com. Give us, put us down for a double header. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) We have we have a hard enough problem with people writing yeah. stuff about
3: that,
1: yeah. uh, but but, um, uh, but no the, the aside from flashlights, kind of the kind of a big theme of this is is that the threat of violence, the threat of something awful happening, is just as bad if not worse than the you know when it ultimately happens,
0: right? Yes, um, there's some, this is, there's also some kind of haunted house, you know fake scares Mm -hmm. like you go into a room and and the lights all get blown out by a draft
2: Mm -hmm. you know
0: and this is uh you know it's kind of cheesy but it's also important to let you know that like your character is scared of the dark Mm -hmm. you can only stay in the dark for a couple seconds before you start breathing heavily and grinding uh,
1: your teeth seeing cockroaches yeah yep yeah
0: yeah so introducing that uh, that sanity mechanic
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah but if you stay in the dark long enough you get acclimated and you you know your cones and rods switch around and you can yes they change places i know that's how yeah. vision works <laughs> <Flip hop. laughs>
0: you can and you can see better but you can't you're still spooked yeah but yeah. um all this is leading to this uh going to this room where there's a lantern on the floor and uh, the kind of note that you have written to yourself that spells out your mission. Yes,
1: you must go to the inner sanctum and kill a man named Alexander. No matter how, no matter how horrible it sounds that you're telling yourself to do this, there's a reason for it.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. um. So you continue on to the, the entrance hall, which is kind of a hub. Yeah. Um, this game is structured a little bit like Mario 64 <laughs> in yeah. that way. Like you end up in the the front manor of a castle and going through different, uh, different spokes. <laughs> um. And you're introduced to your first flashback here um, where it's uh, this character who you kind of pick up through context to be Alexander, the person you're going to go kill, uh, talking to you and he's giving you a tour of the grounds and uh, talking about the, how to get into the refinery mm-hmm. into the castle through the refinery.
1: And these flashbacks are going to be a re- a recurring, uh, Occurrence, sorry. Yes. Um. As you go around, as you're introduced to these areas, this is going to be a way that the game kind of unintrusively puts exposition in front of you about mm-hmm. kind of either things that have happened in these places or recollections. All of this is uh, Daniel himself recovering these memories as he as he goes along. But this is a way to kind of explain to you that uh, uh, the refinery is what stands between you. And the the, the deeper portions of the the castle and what stands between you and the refinery is this webbing of uh, reddish organic material that uh, springs up to block your passage inward and also to block your passage outward to block the front door so you are thoroughly and roundly trapped.
0: Yeah, when you when you click on it, you get a little hint. You even I think you say something very explicit, like maybe a strong acid would burn through this. <laughs> um, the uh, th- those flashbacks serve a, a dual purpose. Um, in addition to being kind of exposition around the area, they're both they're really powerful characterization. Mm-hmm. Um, in that you are one getting a window into your relationship with Alexander, which this is the person you're going to go kill, mm-hmm. and you are downright chummy, <laughs> uh, at least initially, with him. And then also characterizing uh, Daniel and kind of, uh, you know, really spelling out his dark descent, Um, (laughs) as it it
1: were. Is the castle a metaphor for the mind? Is the castle a metaphor for our depravity? What lies at the bottom? What lies at the root? Yes. See footnote 167 of House of Leaves.
0: Yes. (laughs) We shall find out. Hang in there for about two hours, folks. (laughs) Um, Yeah. so, So first you're heading to the laboratory.
1: Yeah. And this is uh, kind of a place where you're headed like, oh, there's a laboratory. I need some acid. Uh, and you kind of get some flashbacks and you learn that uh, uh, through experimentation, trying to uh, find some kind of compounds to fulfill some dark purpose. Uh, there was a failed formula that ended up being an acid that dissolves organic material. And the ingredients are in the wine cellar. But, um, you know, that's locked.
0: Yes. And and you pick up one of the most important items in the game, the chemistry pot. <laughs> Um, you know, like the way everyone just has a chemistry pot for doing yeah. chemistry in. Is that a like I didn't get very far in, in science uh, at <laughs> all. Is that a thing? Is a chemistry pot like a thing that you use now along with like an Erlenheimer flask? and? So I only
1: got up to chemistry pots 501. Um, okay. And 501s? Yeah. Like graduate
0: the, level chemistry pot study. Yeah, yeah. Was that but, a pottery the, class or a, a chemistry class? Well,
1: it was kind of a cross-disciplinary thing. It was taught by two professors. Uh, at that point, we were still mostly using it as helmets for Nerf wars. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Another important thing that you're going to find here, as you kind of root around through these cabinets, and I love being a uh, being intrusive and not respecting anybody's privacy. There are these (laughs) uh, like little memory canisters, uh, these uh, these cylinders that kind of bring up black text on a white screen. There are these missives that uh, we eventually find out it's Alexander writing these to uh, someone he cares about but cannot immediately talk to.
0: Yes. Yeah, and, and and that's really subtle. Like they never actually spell that out mm-hmm. who that is. You just figure it out through uh, through context clues. Um, so you find out the ingredients are in the wine cellar. Wine cellar is locked. Um, in the meantime, you hear a woman scream from the archives, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's our next stop.
1: Yes, and the archives I think are where uh, kind of the, for the first dip of the toe into uh, into into spookiness and a really great example of the way that this game kind of plays with space and does different things through layout. I yeah. Think. Because this is, uh, you know, uh, it's another series of hallways, but it's relatively nonlinear. It's mostly a kind of a grid of rooms that you're walking through and finding, you know, diaries and notes uh, and uh, kind of figuring out a way around these blockages uh, from the shadow dropping these boulders into the hallways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You find out, um, you kind of find an important diary entry. That's the other kind of audio log we're going to find. And these are actually written by Daniel. Mm -hmm. Um, And he talks about, uh, he took this expedition to Algeria. He's trapped in a tomb there and he found a magical orb. And uh, this is continued as you go through. Mm -hmm. Um, Reading one of the diaries actually gives you a panic attack um, because you describe touching the orb and being transported to this kind of Lovecraftian dreamscape. Yes. And you actually had to break the orb to get back, and that's the impetus for for why you're you ever came here in the first place.
1: Right, right. And we're going to discover that as things go along. I like these diaries a lot because Daniel is a really plain spoken guy. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it feels it feels period appropriate, but um, it's a it definitely doesn't have uh an awful lot of uh, kind of extravagance to it. It's a it's a yeah. very good at kind of explaining what's happening here while while conveying. Uh, how he feels, and uh, that mm-hmm. dis- that description of the Lovecraftian dreamscape, the the, you know, the endless deserts, the impossible geometries, uh, kind of is a, a, a really a really big big hint that uh, of, of where this eventually is going to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're pretty much you know exploring different rooms here. Um, you end up in the Libri Rossi, um, and you you learn about this three year contract uh, between Alexander and a man named Wilhelm, who mm-hmm. will grow to be important as we go yeah as well yeah
1: and uh there's kind of a secret back room and this is an introduction to physics puzzles and using objects in the in the environment to knock down these walls or to uh you know interact with each other so you have to pick up a rock and widen this open so you can go into a hidden library with uh kind of a kind of a dumb puzzle
0: yeah or you it's just like literally just like pushing three books and it's kind of timed yeah the puzzles well, actually dumb, don't really like... work for me honestly it's well that this one specifically, I think, is pretty bad. Like just because of the, the, the flashback where Alexander is explaining it, like, Do you hear that sound when the sound disappears, you'll be too late. Like, we fucking know, dog, we like, it's this is this is all Ocarina of Time is. Um, we know. Um, I think, I think some of the puzzles are actually pretty good. Um, I think some of them don't work though. Yeah. So it, for me, it's, it's, it's a real, real mishmash. Mm-hmm. Um, the more the, the big difference between this and the penumbra section is that there is less traversal puzzles. Mm -hmm. Like there are fewer things where it's like, I need to build uh, a a bridge or I need to build, you know, a ramp Mm -hmm. to get up this. There's a lot less of that and a lot more kind of filling with levers um and uh, doing chemistry stuff.
1: What's funny about that is those traversal puzzles really go away after this first hub.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that is that is not the and and part of that is is a a nod to to you know realness, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you this place is in ruins, but if you're constantly, as this mild mannered scientist, like building you know plank bridges it'd be a little bit weird what is this half-life 2 oh that yeah, came exactly, out that exactly. came out
1: six years before this game hey guys half-life 2 came out wicked a long time ago
0: yeah yeah <laughs> if don't want to feel old you are <laughs> um <laughs> you.
1: yeah um but uh but yes this is a, a kind of thing you get back into the into the into the study and you find out some local folklore about kind of deserters wandering the local woods and agrippa who is a real ass dude Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of a kind of an alchemist, too. I guess it's just kind of a it's kind of a literary tradition to ascribe him as being this otherworldly visitor because he advanced technology so much by, you know, in in his time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this gives a little bit more uh, a little bit more information about Alexander uh, and shows that he's rumored to be more than 300 years old and is a member of this society called the Black Eagles
0: yeah he like he lives in this castle and he's really old and people just think oh there's an old man in the castle but he's probably having kids who look like him <laughs> um you know and not not the case yeah um so you end up in this this secret study um you get the wine cellar key along with a note about how uh wilhelm was attracting too much attention so alexander locked him and his men in the wine cellar
1: yep S- setting up one of my favorite payoffs in the
0: game yeah that's that's great yeah another, um,
1: another payoff yeah. here a monster shows up
0: Yes. And this is great. Like, this is this is one of my all time favorite survival horror moments. uh, Because, you know, it's not the showing up is not a surprise. It's like, I'm in a room that looks very peaceful. I'm going to pick up a plot thing. Something's going to happen. And then the music is just like, really, really loud. (laughs) And super spooky, and you're you're introduced to these monster mechanics for the first time. And this was, you know, really kind of revelatory to me when I first did it. Because it was, it was noted in Penumbra, you could kill the monsters. Mm-hmm. The the trick of Penumbra is to get on top of an oil barrel and hit them in the head where they can't reach you. Yep. Um here you can't do that.
1: Yeah, everybody knows the knows the wolves are allergic to pickaxes.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Being yeah. stabbed with them, the stabby and, end. Yeah.
1: And because of what this does with uh with the interface and kind of the blurring, you can't really get a good look at them either. So as yeah. they, as they are running at you. And dear God, that noise—the yeah, wah, like I don't know how they how they achieve that, but that is one of the most like effective, um, kind of horror mechanisms I, I think that I've seen in a game like this. It's even scarier than the Sonic drowning music, um, yeah. And that uh, uh, that that kind of it, it still gives me a little bit of a, a little bit of a flashback every time I hear. It. I think its absence is one of the main reasons people don't think a machine for Bigs is scary.
0: <laughs> it's 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 probably one of the reasons there's lots of reasons oh well, yeah there's several That's we'll get true. to that um, but uh, it the, is uh, it is very yeah, effective here yeah and you can you can kind of you're introduced to the verbs that you can use when you're dealing with monsters um the game either wants you to run and kind of sneak around or hide um i mostly chose to hide if i could and uh, in this first room where you pick up the thing there's there's a cabinet that you can get into um you get in the cabinet and you have to sit there and just look at the wall while hearing this thing snorful around the cabinet you're in mm-hmm. and make breathing and walking around noises that's great <laughs> like that is so good because you don't know whether they're going to like it's you know it's that scene in, in blue velvet it's like any number of thing where you have somebody hiding in a closet mm-hmm. and you don't know when whatever's in the room with you is just going to open the closet yeah. and this game the it doesn't have like a lot of horror games have a very clear all like a very uh, distinct all clear music think about and,
1: uh, th- think about uh, deadly premonition where it literally says all clear
0: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly this game does not have that like nope. you can stop hearing the thing but there's so many ambient noises you're probably going a little bit crazy from the darkness mm-hmm. so whenever you leave in a cabinet you're half expecting the monster to still be there yeah like i I was never 100 percent sure he was gone mm-hmm. um and like eventually you start kind of seeing through the strings like the monster doesn't always exist sometimes right. you it's outsmart it and Yes, it doesn't exactly that, and also sometimes I think it's just despawned. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily follow the same rules that you do right. in the world. It takes a while to figure that out. Um, so you know, now you know, near the like after I got through later in the game, and because I played it before, I knew that the sponsor will literally disappear eventually. Yeah, um, but the uh, I never was one hundred percent sure it wouldn't be there. So every time right. I opened the cabinet to peek out, it was. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying.
1: Yeah. They're so strategic about where they choose to deploy these things. I love the, the the design that's inherent in that. Like here, it's kind of easy to get around, especially if you panic and run. Because mm-hmm. there are so many ways around, but in different places, kind of the geometry of the level and the the, the sequences of the rooms and the way everything fits together um, forces you into uh, kind of different strategies that you have to take. So this is it's it's relatively easy to beat feet and make a beeline for the 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 the, the, the entrance hall if you if you would like to. But mm-hmm. um, each of these encounters is is really intentionally designed in a in a way that's satisfying. Um, I, I I think even more satisfying once you know where the strings are.
0: Yeah, and you can kind of it.
1: see exactly how they how how they ease you into dealing with these things.
0: You're you're appreciating it uh, in a different way. Yeah, we're in a different uh, kind of wavelength mm-hmm. than that. So, yeah, very 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 cool. And the the monsters can't go through loading screens. Right. So uh, so run your your ass off back to the uh, your little ass. <laughs> take take your little butt and uh, your cute little butt yeah. and put it back in the entrance hall. <laughs> when we Wiggle on back to the entrance hall.
3: Where, <laughs> yeah, shake it. Yeah. Where the
0: shake walls. It, bae. <laughs> yeah.
1: like, Branse Bay uh, where, yeah. the, where the where the walls have grown pulsating organs uh damaging shadow matter uh, that will hurt you if you if you deign to walk by
0: yeah if you stand too close to it every single time that happened it startled me yep because um, I, I knew to avoid it because it was pulsating red shadow matter but a lot of times you can't actually
1: right. yeah um, and uh, I, I was never quite sure what the mechanism of that was if there was something lashing out all that you get is just a is, is a loud sound and a red lash across your screen.
0: Yeah, I always thought it was something lashing out, like a, a Yogg-Sothoth uh, a tent- tentacle. Yeah. yeah, a tentacle kind of comes out. Um, we should talk a little bit about how the sanity and health meters are tracked mm-hmm. um, in the interface, because the uh, it's a heart and a brain. Um, the brain changes colors in a way that I was not super capable of seeing, mm-hmm. um, but I could read the descriptions, yeah. um, which range from like like feeling fine (laughs) um it's like i think it's like all clear um to like (laughs) crystal
1: clear is what it says. crystal
0: clear um to like various degrees of headaches to dot 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 (laughs) yep which i love (laughs) um and then the heart one which i really like because it's symbolizing all of your health but the heart just becomes more carcinogen (laughs) like it becomes more cancerous it looks like the grinch's heart (laughs) well it looks like it looks like a, a poster in school like hey kids don't do this thing because this will happen to your heart. Yeah. Um like the more I get slashed up the more my heart literally shrivels and blackens. Yeah. It's a it's um, a dare pamphlet. <laughs> yeah, and then the only thing that will make my heart heal is laudanum. Sweet sweet <laughs> laudanum, mm. which I'm surprised doesn't heal your sanity because that's what it seems like it would do. Yeah.
1: Well, that's how it's used in the narrative.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep.
1: Yeah. But uh, I, I love the descriptions as well because you know, like if the game is relatively kind to you. Like even though even though recovery is pinned to these uh, uh, limited resources, it, over time stuff will just get better. Yeah. But you're walking around saying, you know, like, oh, I'm 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 right on the edge, or a wound is bleeding quite badly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you yep. can only I I kind of wish that there was a little uh, BJ Blazkowicz um uh, little face. Do, do, do Doom guy face.
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm insane. We
1: are going to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um let's um, go to the wine cellar and talk about how great this is.
0: Yeah, this is super super cool. Yeah. Um so yeah, you go in here and you get a you get a flashback right away.
1: Yeah, so this is where Wilhelm uh and his men were kind of uh, sent down here like, "Oh, we're going to have an awesome party, guys." Yeah. and uh, none of them know that they're going to die. That the that the door uh, has been has has been locked behind them, and the reason is uh, they've been out uh, um, kind of abducting people for uh, some kind of purpose that is not clear as of right now. But they've been attracting too much attention, and Alexander not only is leaving them to uh, to to eat and drink themselves to death, but has issued some kind of poison.
0: Yes, yeah. There's a there's a real like kind of. Uh lore sense to this game yeah like the the different characters like you know there's a pretty robust wiki Mm -hmm. for this game and it's really justified Mm -hmm. like learning about the backstories of these characters and the backstories of uh the characters and justine and such Mm -hmm. is really interesting yeah um and and (laughs) if you miss a a a note or something like that which you shouldn't and they they incentivize exploration um you can read about the stuff online or if you want to read it all in one place yeah and the story of wilhelm as being this kind of uh you know this guy who was who was hired um, you know, and in order to put in a good word for their aristocracy, like he wants to be upwardly mobile because we're in this different time and is actually paid back by being fed poison mm-hmm. that uh, breaks his bones from the inside yeah. and makes them break the skin. Yeah. Like, like through spasms or poison.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I got the sense it was transforming them into monsters.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, them. well, there's, there's that's one of the, the big things online is that the monsters you're actually facing are actually Wilhelm and his mm-hmm. men.
1: But the but the, the 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 servants quote unquote were there when Daniel arrived as well, so they may yeah. be among them.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah that's and the, the same process.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you find plenty of corpses. Like you get the sense that not everybody survives. Yeah. Whatever this thing mm. is.
1: My monsterism. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm, um, sweet. I, <laughs> I love the uh, I I love the environmental storytelling here because you can't tell what's. Like what's corpse pieces? What is meat from the party? What's blood or what's wine from the party? Yeah, like this yeah. is this is obviously the aftermath of something of something very very bad uh, that you're trudging through as you're going to find uh, these old timey alchemy ingredients.
0: Yeah, and it's the first time you're seeing this shit too. Like mm-hmm. this game does a, a a lot of body horror stuff and a lot of like really visceral descriptions and visceral imagery. Um and this is a hint at it. Yeah. Um but you're going you're going to get more. Mm-hmm. This, uh, is, uh, this is uh this is Poeish
1: shit too, right? The party yeah. uh, of for, for people who don't know that they're doomed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um so you pick up your laudanum, which we <laughs> which we had mentioned. Um and the enemy actually appears but does not immediately pursue you. You just see it. Yeah. Um and that's so good too. It's that same <laughs> feeling of like I saw a spider in the room. And I didn't kill it, and now I know there's just a spider anywhere in the room. (laughs) Like, this thing's just down here with you, Mm -hmm. and you have to finish gathering your ingredients, Mm -hmm. and it's sharing a space with you, and you could run into it any time. Or
1: in something like a monster, which has questionable, uh, like, sentience and intentionality, uh, who knows if he didn't see you or saw you and just decided not to kill you.
0: Yeah, at (laughs) at this time. Even though, like, the more you look at it, the more they can see you. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like, and and the way that's explained in game is really cool. It's because it's freaking you out and you're breathing heavy and making more noise, whether you want to or not.
1: It makes perfect sense. Like, if you're you're in the midst of a panic, you can't really control
0: what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. Um, So you're going around getting um, alchemy ingredients. And uh, you're heading back up and the stairs collapse. Um, You have to, in a really gamey thing, you have to use this pallet to make a kind of a ramp. (laughs) And then a little ladder icon shows up to ledge yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. um this would this would be amazing if the monster was like anywhere near it wasn't near me then mm-hmm. but i could see that this being great yeah um if i was being chased but i, I wasn't
1: that's something that uh that, that i kind of ran into with this because there were there were moments or sections where i recalled that are that recall being much more stressful on the first playthrough and i wasn't uh, sure if that was just overall you know your first go at a horror game is going to be kind of more rough than the second mm-hmm. or if like i had false memories about where the monster could get you or where it couldn't
0: yeah i i definitely had a a, a slightly muted experience with it like i played this right when it came out mm-hmm. um which isn't that long ago but it's still long enough to forget a lot of the details mm-hmm. um but the stuff i remembered made this not like knowing about even just about how long the game was mm-hmm. and the basic flow did damper the fear
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh dampen the fear but the uh, i remember just like a constant state of scared shitless mm-hmm. the entire time I played it the first time. Yeah. And here is just, you know, mildly. So, and I, it was more like the way you, the point you made where I was appreciating it more necessarily than being scared by it. Yeah. Like seeing the design choices.
1: So is that a strategy for people play up until you can't anymore, but don't pick up at that point, play back up to that point and see how much further you can go on with your, with your increased
0: appreciation. Like play like a relay race a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You could, <laughs> I mean, it's a short, We're not like a game. relay race. What am I thinking? Shuttle run. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. We go a little bit, and then you go back, and then you go all the way.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, it's, it's it's like basketball warmups. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. You got to work on your fundies. Um, <laughs> you so, <mean> your hammies? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean your meandies. Okay. The, cool. uh, so after you clear this area, and every time you uh, you clear an area, the shadow takes over more and more. So there's more fleshy goo mm-hmm. and more kind of changes that happen. But yeah. now you can make the acid back yes. in the lab.
1: Yeah, and uh, you do that, and you use it on the web, which dispatches it quite handily, which is good because this area is now lost to you as the yes. as the shadow encroaches even further. And you go even deeper into uh, the refinery, which is an area uh, that is uh, not quite as open as the as the study, but uh, still has monsters, uh, kind of right away is darker, and is filled with all of these gigantic casks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um so as you, you kinda go through this collapse walkway, um, it's revealed that uh, even before all this happened, you've been afraid of the dark. The game outright tells you this. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you've been able to figure it out uh by now. And the monsters around, this one is a grunt. Mm-hmm. Um there are different classifications of monsters. Two of them. Yeah, they they don't yeah, there's two of them and they don't matter that much. Like they're yeah. both bad news. The the difference um, is
1: that uh the, the, the that the brute has a blade for an arm, it will do much more damage to you.
0: Um
1: yes. if, it, if it manages to get to you. You can survive fewer blows from it.
0: Yeah, but be and being uh being damaged usually means that's about it for you. Mm-hmm. Like you can still get away after being damaged, but it's somewhat rare. Yeah. At least in my experience. So the uh fundamentally the monster is more or less telegraph the same, except for the next monster we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but yeah, the, he's in the next area.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah so i can't wait to talk about that so let's get yeah, through here
0: that, that, that is that is i mistakenly call i think i just called that the archives on facebook but i meant the the seller archives yeah. and that, that is one of my the finest moments in survival horror in my mind
1: <laughs> yep well let's let's get through there like there's not much here you're just kind of going through there's some diaries uh, about uh, about the return which kind of explains uh the the, the fact that uh, this orb is kind of changing color and won't fit back together he doesn't he doesn't have an ability to do that and there are these signs that bad things are happening around him and you're uncovering this as you are avoiding this monster and kind of trying to uh, solve this uh, kind of like pulley puzzle in order to lift up uh, the door to a cellar to get to the cellar archive.
0: Yes. And one of the things I'll say in defense of the puzzles here, even when they're really simple and it's like something like this, where there's just like a, a thorn that's stopping a pulley, is making you manipulate all of these little things in the environment does, at least for me, gave me a greater sense of attachment to my body. Mm-hmm. In the game, like, I felt more like a physical place in the world and less like a disembodied head yeah. that's floating through, like a disembodied perspective. Mm-hmm. So I felt a greater sense of terror, you know, mm-hmm. like having to touch, not just like being able to, but having to touch yeah. everything in the world.
1: And and there, there are moments where that smallest manipula- manipulation becomes something sublimely terrifying, uh, yeah. such as like a door where you have to turn kind of a valve handle. And, uh, you know, like to do that, you hold down your left mouse button and you make these tight circular motions, you know, rapidly, probably as something that'll kill you in one or two hits is approaching behind you, making the worst noise imaginable.
0: Yeah. Which happens in the cellar archives. Yeah. So let's talk about it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So
0: I agree. This is one
1: of the finest moments in uh, survival horror. Uh, Nothing on my initial playthrough. Nothing really got to me from what I Mm -hmm. saw, you know, so far. It's like, okay, cool. Pursuit is gameplay. Awesome, great, uh, still pretty spooky, but um, the uh, for this came so out of nowhere that it turned me around five times.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what we're talking about? So you get there and there's a flash of light and the shadow actually floods the cellar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason for this, and uh, and this is this is actually like explained like it's structural damage that's happening mm-hmm. to the castle and it's letting loose this thing that was in a in a tank essentially, mm-hmm. um, the carc the kirk, yeah the, the um, Kernk.
1: it's this yeah. otherworldly water demon it's from uh, it's from realms beyond in fact uh, it is it is from realms so beyond that uh, our mortal eyes cannot uh, observe it directly all that we can see is the effect that it has on the world uh, which is these dramatic splashes that show it kind of tromping uh, as it goes along and these you know these, these sections and there there are a couple of them in the game uh turn into massive stretches of the floor is lava
0: yeah yeah <laughs> stay away from the floor um, by, by all means, um, you know, this it's obvious, but it doesn't make it less scary because you're jumping from, you know, crate to crate here. And there are areas where you have to dip into the water, um, no matter what. And you can kind of throw things to distract the conk, um, <laughs> Legs but, and torsos. well, event, eventually, but even just books and stuff mm-hmm. will do it if you want to explore, uh, kind of, and this introduces those timed gate mechanisms where like you flip a switch and then you have to book it like crazy to get through the gate um where you can't touch the water and it's it's a platforming segment mm-hmm. like it is it is a platforming segment over essentially bottomless pits but it works really well mm-hmm. um even though it is in first person and those don't always work yeah. great
1: let's uh, so i want to talk a little bit about the 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 physical effects of the horror in this game real quick because mm-hmm. like that moment when you just barely miss the jump and you have like a little bit of time, like this thing moves moves a little bit slow, but you know nobody wants to linger, nobody wants to yeah. uh, have this thing catch up to you and, and this happens to me as well when something is in really hot pursuit, and that that, that noise is in full effect, like I hold my breath yeah. Like, Everything about me tenses up and turns inward, and to say that I get a tightness in my chest makes it sound like I'm about to go cardiac, but um it definitely like everything just kind of focuses to a pinpoint and just like m- you know when when you get that loading screen just it's a it's a whole like head to toe stress relief yeah. as it goes along i mean it, like did, did did you get that too
0: yeah? Yeah, it is. It is. It is real, real oh shit. And like on a great, like I, I have a similar feeling. And on a greater level, one of the things this game does really, really well mm-hmm. is play with tension and release. Where it's very rare that they put something this tense without a real breather afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very rare. Like usually up until this point, we've done puzzles and we've done monsters, and very rarely have they intersected. It's most intense. You know, when you're when they do, it -hmm. happens very rarely and they always give you a huge breather. So, like, you get to that loading screen, you get that huge sense of relief and then you can kind of catch your breath for them to ramp it back up. And it's one of the things like as much as I do like Outlast, I feel like Outlast has many stretches where it is a little too relentless Mm -hmm. to to be, you know, to sustain its its pace. Yeah, quite as well. Mm -hmm. Um, This this is masterful at Mm -hmm. that.
1: Yeah. Like there's a moment here where there's no crate next to the door you have to open. And yep. so, and so, you have to throw a torso and hope it buys you enough time as you stand in this knee-deep water um, and raise this gate up very, very slowly by rapidly turning this thing. And this is this is scary for the same reason, like the the, the sharks in Resident Evil are scary, yeah, or, or a shark in general, like any any kind of aquatic uh, predatory creature. You're in its world. You're in its element. Yeah. You're 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 powerless to stop yourself, even more so, or to, to help yourself, um, even more so than the with the with, with, uh, with the regular monsters on Terra Firma, right?
0: Yeah, and and to add two things to that, one. Um, there are just piles of torso <laughs> hanging about. So, in there's torso heaps. <laughs> I'm a torso. Damn it, I was um, you beat me but... to it. I had that one in my quiver. <laughs> um, but two. Uh, not only do you have to do this like really tense, you know, flipping the the switch, and you're physically doing it, like you're moving the mouse, as Cole mentioned. So, like, you have this intense connection to your character, but you're not just listening to it chase you. You're listening to it eat,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is a uniquely spooky sound. Like, if you just throw the torso. And jump in the water; it's going to come after you. You have to wait for it to start, like like start making these like really gross eating noises, smelling down, yeah, before it's safe to do so. Um, and this opens up into a, a section where there is nothing to to get onto, and <laughs> you just have to run. Yep, <laughs> um, which is just it's just incredible. Like yeah. it is just uh, it's it's really really good. You're closing doors behind you. Mm-hmm. as it
1: goes along and you know just like the, just trying to buy yourself a a, a a single moment think all the way back to how effective that was in call of cthulhu um, yeah and i feel like it is it is doubly so effective here
0: i will that, that call of cthulhu scene is really really good like yeah. i i think that i don't know if i would say it's doubly effective mm-hmm. i think this game has more parts that recall that mm-hmm. and it's it's really good um I actually, I think I like that, that Call of Cthulhu scene a little bit better than mm-hmm. than this chase sequence specifically. This monster is one of the greatest monsters in all of <laughs> all of video game kind. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind what we mentioned earlier, a bunch of doors pull outwards. Mm-hmm. So as you're running, you're fiddling with this interface in a way that, like, it's so good. Like, the way your character would be fiddling with it under stress. Like, yeah. it's so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you're doing everything short of twisting your ankle.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like
1: just the, the the way that it puts you in the, uh, it gives you gives you sympathy for those stupid fucking horror movie yeah. protagonists as they as they make the bad decisions. Like time dilates when when you're mm. when you're asked to do these you know incredibly minute. Um, uh, manipulations under extreme duress you know even though it's just a game if you're buying into the illusion it is it, it, it is kind of the peak of immersion a little bit like yeah fear is one of the most basic uh emotions that we can have and it's kind of felt most strongly in those moments and this is kind of the the the, the, the height of that i think
0: yeah, it's 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 really really good, and like I, like I mentioned, you enter into an, your next hub world, mm-hmm. the back hall, and it is it is so relaxing, <laughs> and it is relaxing even though there is like the spookiest fountain in the world, <laughs> there, <Yeah. laughs> like it's I... a little bit like a, like a like some Nine Inch Nails fan in their like art class mm-hmm. constructed it, like there's doll parts. It seems like
1: yeah, it's like a baby head alongside what looks like a Xenomorph tail. It's as fuck.
0: Yeah, it's super, super, uh, super geeker.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a, there're like lady legs uh, sticking out of it, and you
0: think, hmm, why is that water and not blood? Just wait. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's not a missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah so this is uh this is this is pretty great uh just because even though it is tranquil and even the music uh underlines it uh the you know the the, the back hall still gives you a sense of you know a different kind of dread or a different flavor of, yeah. of, of something of something bad happening and kind of and, the the goal for this hub is to uh, repair this elevator, which is a new concept for daniel.
0: Yeah, which is a nice little like flashback when you're literally like, you know, have you ever read an ele- elevator before? He's like, Yes, at the the World's Fair, you know, <laughs> it is it is a rare thing, which is which is pretty cool. Um, one thing just real quick I want to say about the hub thing is this made me realize, um, because that's always something that I've always appreciated in Resident Evil games, mm-hmm. but they're so much more frequent in Resident Evil games. Mm-hmm. Like there's like three of them in this game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it is They just don't they don't do it very often where you have like this is a safe place where nothing will hurt you. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has that typewriter room feel to it. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just more precious because it is rarer. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So the spokes off of this hub are are pretty good. So you're trying to figure out a way to repair this elevator, uh, which uh, does not go up but down. Yes. Um, (laughs) And because of uh, course it does. (laughs) Yep. It is a descent after all. Uh, the, 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 bright ascent, which is the, yeah. uh, the, the unreleased sequel, um, the one they were working on before they handed it off to those incompetent people at the Chinese yeah.
0: They're incompetent <laughs> at one I, thing. No, not, not incompetent, competent at a very specific thing. I know.
1: I know. I'm just, I'm just,
0: I'm just. They have um, a very need- specific set of memes. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> need- I'm needling. I'm needling. Um,
1: yeah, but, uh, but the, uh, but the study, uh, is kind of one of the first places that you're going to go. And this is where you learn a little bit more about this Agrippa fellow.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, you find a letter uh, from him to Jonathan Weir, who's going to turn out to be an important character as well. Um, Agrippa also found an orb in Prussia. And uh, the shadow came after him and blasted this landscape. Um, there's this whole bit about it chasing him and him trying to warn, like, fishermen mm-hmm. and stuff. And them dying. But it decided to spare him for one reason or another. But instead launches him uh, to Genoa <laughs> and uh, and taking the orb from him.
1: I love the description. Like, talking about trees, like, wilting and blasting and the lakes boiling behind him.
0: Yeah. 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 so it's like the nothing.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there's a dissection room here where you can find out about these uh these experiments that were being done on 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 live dogs these vivisections um uh to extract something called vitae, uh, uh kind of as a stopgap uh, uh when willing human not willing god when human subjects were not available. <laughs> Do me. <laughs> yeah. Do me. It's my turn. Senpai, please notice me. Go again. Please <laughs> extract my vitae. <bidet. laughs> Senpai,
0: extract my vite. <laughs> <laughs> um, i think I, I, I prepared I, I, it just for you senpai <laughs> yeah, The. Uh, <laughs> um, i did i i got the sense that it was when there weren't humans but also this is part of the experimentation mm-hmm. stage like figuring out how to get that vitae. like there are notes where he says like you only get enough from humans mm-hmm. but it, he's like trying to perfect the process yeah yeah You know? well it's it's a um, low risk way yeah and he has a cool cabinet full of skulls <laughs> um which i would like in my apartment i have a lot of skull <laughs> toys even though like now because of GamerGate, i don't feel great about that but before i had them before it was awful mm-hmm. um and yeah. uh yeah so i could i could set myself up a very similar like a little amnesia cabinet yeah. full of skulls
1: my my desk at work covered in skulls gary do you, yeah. do you want to know which one i get the most uh compliments on though what's the, that the tiny little Mega Man skull you sent me with the adventure books oh yeah. you're welcome people will see that They're like it's, a, it's the tiniest skull on the desk and i'm like oh i like that one i said my friend sent that to me yeah it's a cutie yeah Um, Yeah, so as you walk out of this dissection room, uh, the shadow cracks a window, which uh, leads to, uh, again, another very specific phobia, fear of heights. Why not? Yeah. As you take a hammer and break out the window in order to uh, traverse over to the other side of this study, uh, which is kind of the the, the repair section.
0: Yeah, and and this kind of uh, being this crumbling pile full of phobias um, makes a lot of sense. That's Lovecraft as fuck. Like, you are not playing a, an adventure or anything like that. You're playing a neurotic dweeb. <laughs> um, so you're scared of everything, of course. Yeah. Um, there's another canister in this section. Um, and you find out that he is actually very jealous of Agrippa. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has waited centuries. So we know he is very old. It's not just a rumor. Mm-hmm. And that he has this antagonistic relationship with Agrippa.
1: Yeah. And there are these elaborate repair uh, instructions for the uh, for the um, uh, elevator here alongside uh, kind of a mended uh, tube this otherworldly kind of thing and there's a spooky moment as you're walking back to the main side where these uh, trees start to fall outside it's some real Macbeth shit
0: yeah yeah it's it's super cool but there's no monsters that show up here this is a relatively safe area again yeah. it's ramping you back up <laughs> into terror um, so after now that you've got the uh, the repair instructions and uh, you also get a piece um here, like a piece that you need for the elevator, yeah, I believe. The, the mended tube. Yes, the mended tube. Um you head on back to the uh, the you head back into the hub and then go to the guest room. Yes, and this is where Daniel
1: used to live. Like this is yeah. uh, this is a nice place. Like everything here is uh, definitely a lot less functional, a little bit more ornate. Um mm-hmm. and the place has been ransacked, and we find out that uh, that this was Daniel himself who did this
0: yes yeah um when you check out your bed um you get this little flashback about having nightmares and alexander uh says he, he can stop the nightmares like <laughs> ah yes come with me but a price will have to be paid like this was uh, there's a couple of dialogues where i think that the voice acting in this like i think daniel is uniformly excellent mm-hmm. um i think alexander goes a little over the top at a couple points mm-hmm. um and this is one of them where like he he may as well just be like twirling a, mu- a mustache <laughs> you know, like it's a little bit over the top yeah um for the most part i think it's very good like mm-hmm. One of the things that I mean, I'll actually I'll save it for when we talk about a a machine for pigs. But I think the writing in general is very good in this game Mm -hmm. Um, and voice acting as well.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it is it is a uh, great in uh, in, in all manner of presentation. Like, it, mm-hmm. like if we point something out that's negative, it is really the exception and it sticks out very badly in contrast to the, yes. the other stuff that just really, really works. Um, the, the the diaries in this area are revelations, and we're talking about kind of uh how this uh, kind of cloud of death that follows Daniel is uh, is heightening. Right, everybody he goes to for help um, ends up being uh kind of taken by this shadow. Um, including this uh this doctor herbert who uh, rescued him uh from this tomb saying hey you were in there for an hour but it only felt like minutes and uh, uh kind of talking about the 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 time dilation that goes on there and uh mm-hmm. uh, uh doctor herbert has an orb himself too but um who knows
0: yeah exactly like the the, the big kind of thing we're getting from these two rooms or these two uh spokes is that there are different orbs mm-hmm. and bad things this thing comes after them regardless yeah you know in one way or another, the shadow comes after them, and it is somehow a protector or it is there to reclaim mm-hmm. these things yeah. Um, yeah, so you get a you find a crowbar right away and uh you actually break into the this office um and is broken and uh, you find the machine room key, which you need, and then the monster in
1: <laughs> and you have nowhere to go like yes. all you have to do is climb into this uh into this cupboard uh the, the, this wardrobe that is there and cower because yep. uh trying to run uh past him will result in a uh, quick and sure death
0: yes and again like that i just don't know that he's gone <laughs> um how much i really would love to have like uh, a meter that this game told me how long I was hiding that I didn't need to be hiding because like game wide, it was probably like 10 minutes. <laughs> like it was a lot of time throughout the whole game. Like I was totally safe and felt 100% unsafe. Mm-hmm. It's, which is high praise.
1: What's weird is like this game has a, has a really good director's commentary mode that they added in afterwards. It's kind of like the, uh, the half life or portal director's commentary. Uh, it'd be amazing if they had like a uh, kind of, kind of a robust debug mode kind mm. of thing where you could see like a console just to say, hey, here you know, here's here's where the monster is right now. And so you could see how it was moving him around and uh like oh, yeah. like where he goes away. Even if there was like a like a, a thief monster or no monster uh kind of indicator. <laughs> um that would be that would be great. I just I just kinda want to get under the hood and see exactly how straight they're playing it and how much they're kind of fudging the figures in order to kind of maximize this. Like the decisions that go into that are fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, uh, one way, I mean, I didn't uh, actually do the commentary because I replayed it for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second time I played the game, so I, I would like to see the commentary, but I'll probably listen to a YouTube of it. Yeah. Um, but one way to get a little bit of an insight of that would probably be to fuck around with the uh, the engine mm-hmm. and, and do a little bit of the story making. Because yeah. um, you'd be able to at least see the rule set, even though you and then kind of have to surmise how, how they followed them. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you head out and there's a torso, again, you have a little rot flanders there waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you go into kind of the 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 the, the spookiest spoke off the sub. Uh, the spookiest spoke is my favorite <laughs> uh, is my favorite speakeasy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> spooky spoke easy. Yeah. Um storage, the spooky spoke easy. Yes. You come in and there's a there's
1: an indication uh that says the darkness in the storage feels strange and unnatural. Uh, And uh, there's some otherworldly force at work here. And this kind of does a really good job of saying like, oh, they actually have like really good ambient light throughout the rest of the game. Like they're kind of tricking you into a false darkness so that in areas like this where they really want to pull the rug off from under you and drop that ambient light to zero. Mm-hmm. It makes it feel um just completely alien and uh, uh, uh far far darker than the darkest you've seen so far and it is tremendously effective here because this is one of the most open areas we've encountered so far. You're running around um to these rooms off of these big off of these big chambers uh trying to get these parts for this drill um mm-hmm. to find these uh to, to find these pieces and there's a monster loose who can kind of make a beeline for you whenever he gets a
0: sense of where you're at. Right, exactly. It would only be if they just made had this unusually dark area it would just be about you versus your resources mm-hmm. and it would just be the one system of the game in play but the the strength of this game comes when they pit the different systems against each other mm-hmm. um so you have this again that that complex interplay between like danger sanity and darkness um that you're working through mm-hmm. um so you kind of you're heading out you're collecting all these drill parts and uh you get these flashbacks of people begging for their lives yeah. um as you move throughout um, you find this note from Agrippa explaining how to mix explosives, which like, that's handy. Um, <laughs> and you have, to, you have to drill into these rusty rusty tasks casks mm-hmm. rusty tasks yeah these rusty my tasks. Detective name. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um in order to get the two ingredients to make this very volatile explosive. yeah, it's a high explosive, which
1: tNT wasn't invented until quite a while after this. So we're mm-hmm. getting a sense of uh, of of uh, uh, things at play here that are more advanced than they ought to be yep,
0: yeah. and uh, and you you break your way further into storage. This way. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, Cle- Clearing, clearing the wreckage from this, uh, from the shadow and, uh, the, the, the screams of people begging for their lives, uh, pay off when you get to this, uh, room full of cogs and, uh, it turns out they're begging for their lives from Daniel himself and you yes. him deliver a killing blow to a woman um and uh, 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 the strange like flower torch lights up in the center of the room and shows you this this trail of blood where this woman was like crawling to get away from you and she was going to this cog that is now covered and a and a monster comes in behind you
0: yeah super cool and that that is you know that's important like the fact that Daniel was complicit in this stuff mm-hmm is, is going to become a major, major theme here. There's one room that's a little side room that just has some resources that just has a monster in it. Yep. Um, as soon as you open it. And it's funny, I'm glad you have that in the notes because I remember that from my first playthrough and I was like, I don't need to go in there yep. and just left him to chill. <laughs> um, Did he chase you? No, he doesn't come out if you don't open the door. Oh, like he yeah. doesn't he doesn't get triggered unless you go in that. You're talking about a little side room, right? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. A little side room that's kind of off of the uh, the, the
0: explosive cask room. Um, yeah. H- how did you know that there was a monster in there? I remembered from my first playthrough. <laughs>
1: oh, OK. OK. There that
0: that made such a big impression on me that like it was one of the very few concrete details. I'm <laughs> like somewhere around here. There's a side room that has a monster in it and nothing else I need mm-hmm. <laughs> like monster. And then like two, two Tinders. Thanks a fucking lot. <laughs> I don't need to open a door and just have a monster <laughs> right in my face. <laughs> Yeah. so yeah okay so i
1: fell for it again because i wasn't sure if it was scripted or not in the in, in, oh, my, first, yeah. in my first playthrough it, let, it left a huge impression on me like this this area is definitely uh, it's, it's, uh it is a different kind of equally scary uh compared to the the, the water demon areas but uh this is this is definitely a, kind of a high point uh for this for this first leg of the game Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I fell for it again. And I forget if this despawns the other one wherever he's
0: at or, you know, just kind of brings a new in or if it introduces two monsters. I don't know what's up there. Are, They're are definitely because there's that last one that pops in and the one from upstairs is still there. So mm-hmm. when you're when you leave after you get your part that you need, there are two monsters you have to sneak your way past. Mm, okay. Um, and the one part, the place past the explosion is linear um, to where, like, if you run into it, you just have to run back and hide and wait mm-hmm. and hope for it to essentially despawn because I don't think it actually will wander away. I don't think right. it's on the map at all times. Yeah. So yeah. pretty great. But where you,
1: where you run to and where you're kind of forced to run to as this guy kind of boxes you in is where you get those, uh, the, those other cylinders. Um, and uh, you have to wait for him to go away uh, uh, or just make a run for it like I did uh, to, yeah. to, to get out as quickly as possible.
0: Yep. And and you run back to the uh the black the back hall, which again is your your sanctum, mm-hmm. and uh it has been it is entirely red now mm-hmm. and the fountain is spewing blood and there's a body on top of the woman woman's legs in the pool.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh. I love man, that's one of my favorite things in any kind of horror game where they take your sanctum away from you. Where they yeah. <laughs> where, where where they establish security and then just, you know, in this case like not even that slowly, just entirely pull that rug out.
0: Yeah, and the face on the baby—I just put this together in my head. It's the same baby-faced weird thing that's one of the the godhead from a uh, Berserk. Oh, the weird little fish-faced baby thing. Do you oh, remember yeah, that? You're right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what that is from, or looks a lot like.
1: Hmm. Is evocative so, of. of yeah. yeah.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So the last little thing you have to do in order to fix the elevator is go into the machine room. You have the key now. It's off the <laughs> elevator, yeah. and uh, you head that way.
1: These are the puzzles that kind of don't work for me, honestly. Hmm. Where it's uh, um, kind of these long sequences of trying to revive machinery and there's not much happening here. Like the, the narrative itself is kind of just a history of the orb as, uh, as, 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 you know, Daniel's writing in his diary about these priestly artifacts of the sun and how he feels responsible for all this. And kind of the key point here is that he sought Alexander's help. Like he was looking for people who had done research into this. And uh, that was when he got the summons here, but this is kind of set against you know, uh, a rudimentary, like, Professor Layton puzzle where you're trying to get levers numbers to match up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I I actually, like, I like that as a pacing thing. Like, I like that as a, this last, sec- sequence was so tense. Mm-hmm. And this is just going to actually, exor- like, I mean, it's not hard. Like, it's not when I say it exercises your brain. It's not like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Like, this is a Mensa level <laughs> nonsense. But, like, it just is like, oh, okay, this is another part of my brain that is going to be engaged gently so I can relax. Yeah a little bit like i like them as a pacing thing they're not great you know they're not super well designed puzzles in and of themselves yeah um but as in contrast with everything else i dug them
1: i'd rather them be there than not be there i just feel like it's a missed opportunity
0: yeah and they do feel more like puzzles which again like we're not gonna get too far into it but the puzzle like machine for pigs does kind of do a little bit of this but then it feels more insulting like they're literally like here's a thing on the floor put it back Mm -hmm. and that's the puzzle You know, whereas this, there actually are a little bit like more puzzles. They don't feel like a complete waste of my time, I guess. Or at least not like totally perfunctory. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, you you do these kind of complete, these three puzzles. All pretty easy.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, And uh, the shadow. Kind (laughs) of, as soon as you get the elevator running, the shadow is mad. I love that it's like, it's not just coming up as a gameplay consideration to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's coming up because it is angry that you're making progress Mm -hmm. in some way. Or... Alternatively, and as as people on the internet have kind of theorized is that it is mad that you're not making progress fast enough, and yeah. need you to move quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a really cool interpretation when you look back on it. At this point, it just seems like, oh, this thing's pissed. Um, <laughs> but why is it only happening? You know, after I I get done. Well, it's because it just wants you to move. Yeah, um, which is super cool.
1: It's saying there's nothing for you here anymore. Like go on. Yeah, like it is. Get back to
0: your mission because we have a common goal yeah weirdly enough
1: i i I love it when the when the game designer's hand and uh, some element of the story coincide like that
0: yeah yep yep yeah Re- really really well done mm-hmm. um this next thing like this next level of the prison is probably the closest thing for me in the game to kind of a down point yeah um like I don't dig the prison very much no um, like it is it is a maze during a lot of it, and I don't always love a maze um you start off in the southern southern block. The elevator actually crashes. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. On your way back, and and you have to actually this this thing has been barred up from the outside with like, you know, rubble and stuff, mm-hmm. and you actually had to break your way in.
1: I love the feeling that evokes where you know the elevators crashed. It, you know, there's no going back, right? Yeah. So you get that kind of uh, that that kind of sense of claustrophobia going in, and uh, whatever's in front of you is bad enough that when you left it, you had to protect the rest of the castle from it by yes by blocking it up.
0: Very cool. Yeah. Um. And you get this little flashbook book that uh, Alexander says this. He's a dungeon warden since he's a baron. Yeah. Like he's also responsible for keeping track of this. Uh. This jail. Mm-hmm. He calls it a jail, and you're like, that's a dungeon, right? You have a dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, yes, I do. <laughs> you know. And it's like, oh. well, why yeah, is that's...
1: it miles below the earth?
0: Yeah. Exactly. And and why is it uh, this this poorly taken care of and everything? Yeah. You're a lying <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Which I mean, like, it makes. It makes sense for this to be a
1: lie too, because of what he's yeah. doing. <laughs> like, you know, a, a baron probably in this time. I've, you know, as somebody who knows more about history and about the way power worked in, you know, Central European Prussia <laughs> era or whatever. Uh, would it, would, it, would 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 the uh, baron be that? I don't know, but it's expedient yeah. for
0: him to say it anyway. Yeah, um, it makes sense for him to lie. Yeah. It makes sense in either case. Yeah,
1: uh, I like maze. That's mm-hmm. that that that's kind of fine. I I like what they do with uh, the monster encounter here. It uh, feels a little bit more. Um, feels a little bit more like they're throttling up on how aggressive they are. Um, and mm-hmm. you're, uh, you know, even though it is a maze, you're kind of trying to head for a particular objective. And if something is blocking your way or is coming after you, oftentimes your only uh, recourse. Um, is either to um, is either to run back to where you came from, losing that progress, or to uh, turn a corner and run into a side cell and hope you can hide there. And so, as yeah. a way to kind of manage their back and forth and kind of jump out, uh, you know, between them uh, and their phases of patrol, uh, that works for me in a pretty good yeah. way.
0: I would like it as a maze if it was, like, a maze on the back of a Denny's menu, whereas, like, mm-hmm. you go from one end to the other. But there's a little bit too much backtracking yep. and the like going on here. Like, I just spent too much time here. I think that what I didn't really like of the, the jail so much is that it felt like it killed some of the pacing mm-hmm. for me. Like, up until this point, the game has been introducing new kind of areas and twists um, at a really rapid pace. And this area, I'll agree with you, this area does kind of introduce... You know, it is a, a natural progression. I just spent more time here than I wanted to. Yeah. And that's not to say that that, that actual new progression is valueless or that the plot stuff you get here is not cool because it is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You're finding out more, you know, the, 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 what happened in storage was not just a one time thing. Uh, Daniel, uh, eventually got involved with, uh, with managing these prisoners, uh, as, as well. And, uh, uh women and children are involved.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um you get this this very intense flashback um with this this mother who sends uh, her kid away through a hole in the floor to find Gabriel the Outrider, which sounds awesome. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: And uh, and you interrogating her about where her daughter is at. Like uh and this becomes very important. Mm-hmm. Um this this daughter character. Right. And uh, and your interest in that.
1: Yeah. Uh I love that room because there's broken furniture everywhere. It's one mm-hmm. of the few rooms where there's a light still on uh when you walk into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, you find this hammer and uh, chipper or chisel or whatever uh, to, to to widen the hole. And there's a note here uh, that uh, gives a little bit more um, a little bit more character to this shadow, this force that is coming after you, saying that it is not so much a, venge- a vengeful spirit, but the universe trying to
0: catch up to the orb. Yeah, it right. is. The, the orb is not meant to be right. This like is, out and yeah.
1: about. So this is a this is a force for nature that doesn't so much have, you know, the kind of agency we would like to ascribe to um, something that, uh, seems to pursue. Right.
0: Yep. i um, going through that whole, you get into the North block of the prison and they do connect, mm-hmm. um, in a kind of an interesting way. Um, and yeah, you, you know, you enter through and you find this, this gate, like you're going through and you're finding different gates that are either like, you can smash them open, you can smash them open after you use acid, or you mm-hmm. can't smash them open at all. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. So Daniel in his previous life before he was an archeologist was a lock appraiser.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he was from Silent Hill. Um, like, he went around making sure all those locks did their job. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Uh, the thing you're trying to get here is uh, some acid that you can use to dissolve this lock that is that is uh, blocking your progress. And that is uh, sensically enough in the kitchen. But there's uh, you don't have anything to carry it because you blew up your chemistry jar.
0: Yeah, my chemistry pot. Your chemistry oh, no. pot. Oh, yeah. no, it would have been a great helmet against the brutes. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to your mom. Mama yeah. chemistry. <laughs> Mama chemistry.
1: Yeah, uh, but you have to go to a uh, to, to a storage room on the very other side of this ward in order to get this. Uh, but there is a monster in the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and he's you know you either have to do a lot of hiding. You can also do a little bit of like distracting the monster if you want to run by it and hide. That's the thing. If it's literally in your way, you can do. Um, I also this is the first point I tried like throwing something at the monster. Like I knew it wouldn't work, but I was just like, what does that do? And the the answer is it slows it down for a millisecond. <laughs> like it doesn't like it, but it, pisses, it doesn't help. It pisses it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, the diaries here talk about Daniel's first impressions of the uh, of the of, of the castle, talking about the strange, silent servants who uh, who wandered the grounds, uh, which uh, is uh, something that you know I've read online in interpretation the that the the monsters that you're fighting are not actually as horrible as they appear to you in the game. That hmm. that, that 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 their features, like you know, that they, they have been altered in some way, but uh, what you're seeing is kind of the catastrophized version of them. Yeah, as, uh, either influenced
0: by on. the shadow or just by your sanity? Yes. And, yeah, and that uh, that that squares really well with Justine. Mm-hmm. Um which uh in which you're not fighting real monsters at all. They just look like it and doing more to kind of blur that 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 line. You know. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so you use the acid to dissolve the lock and you're heading into the cistern which is our third hub. Right.
1: Uh, and this is the sewer level.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh yeah. and for
1: all of the cool moments that are here um, and, and, mm-hmm. and there are a handful, I feel like this is closer to a, uh, to, to, to a low point, um, mm. for the, for this particular, particular game, just because of kind of the things that always come along with sewer levels, um, yeah. either, either bland surroundings or, you know, repetitive backtracking, uh, traversal kind of stuff. It just, it just doesn't, it doesn't do much for me.
0: It felt very Resident Evil-y to me, mm-hmm. like a little bit, like the way, like lowering and, and, and raising this bridge and the way that kind of works out, like this felt like a Resident Evil level to me. Um, Mm -hmm. so there's, there's one spoke that you can't go down because there's this deadly fungus. Um, and, uh, you, you find out that this, uh, they use the sewer as transport in the dry season. Um, and, uh, because, but there's this poisonous fungi inside that they've had to kind of work their way around. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And so that is blocking your progress and you have to uh, you have to eventually find your way around it. Um, yes. Yeah. And there's some cool exposition here about uh, 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 and this, I guess this is one of my favorite themes in the game. The way that Alexander's technology uh, uh, kind of exceeds what is, you know, widely available and known.
0: Yeah, but not by so much that it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just kind of like this age of wonders uh, <laughs> kind of, you know, uh, 80 days kind of like I say, yeah. like the, you know, this is astounding. You know that your character responds. Let us play at Whist and discuss automaton rights. Yeah, I fucking exactly. love 80 Days, but
1: uh, <laughs> it gets a little crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there are some uh, minor puzzles that you have to do involving a, a, a grease pipe.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you got to grease up a pipe real good. <laughs> um, get your pipe greased, and then uh, head on into the control room. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this, this grease pipe goes out to my mother. God bless. <laughs> and... Um, and the second one goes out to the control room. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. So
1: this might as well just be the machine room. You're in here trying to uh, uh, set, set right what once went wrong with the pressure uh, uh, in this. There's, there, there's a cool note here uh, that kind of goes along with that. Alexander's trying to replace something called the traveler's locket uh, from, mm-hmm. uh, from, from, from his own world using steam uh, and pressure instead of electricity. And he's kind of embarrassed uh, at how, yeah. cru- how crude this is. The fact that something that would fit on somebody's neck uh, has to be replicated in this gigantic castle.
0: And that's that's literally an idea I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so cool. It's the same way when, like, people make working calculators in Minecraft. Yep. Like, it's that same kind of thing. Like, oh, if you have limited enough tools, like, one of the, one of the progressions of technology is that things get cheaper and smaller. Mm-hmm. Like, course, those are the two smaller, things that happen. Right? Yeah. Um, and if you have to reverse that, though... Um, which you don't have to do except for time travel, really um, one way to get around it. If money is not an expense is just to make things bigger. Yeah. Like this whole idea that you are literally inside a machine <laughs> that just seems really complicated and kind of video gamey because you're inside a machine mm-hmm. um, is so cool. And I, I haven't seen that before.
1: Yeah. I feel like outside of back to the future three, where a car had to be replaced with a train.
0: see I, I've <laughs> never, that's the one back to the future. I've never seen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I started watching it cause I like those movies. Um, of course I do because they're Back to the Future, and then got like three minutes in, and somebody was shooting at Marty McFly's feet to make him dance. I was like, "This is silly." Yep, that's hard I don't to know be- if I can handle this.
1: Yeah, yeah. the uh, the I, the change yeah. in quality between two and three is staggering.
0: Well, yeah, because I I'm a real number two apologist. You too. Like, we went and saw that in the theater, and I'm like, this is a good movie, man. <laughs> yeah. Like people people hate on Back to the Future too, but it's really clever. Uh-huh. Like all the ways it intersects with the first one, uh-huh. and then the the you know the different ways that the future can be impacted by minor choices. Like it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three just looks like it's all there's no time travel at all it just like might as well be a western <laughs> fuck that but, shit
1: yeah like it, it it goes from this like really clever comedy about metaphysics to a uh like pin your to, wagon
0: <laughs> yeah to pin your,
1: well i was gonna say a fish out of water story which oh, is yeah. which can be good when it's done but like again missed opportunities that'll be the that'll be the theme of this episode <laughs> it's a fish fish out of wagons <laughs> yeah. what's that fish doing in that wagon Huh? Well, what's he doing out of it? Who cares? Back I don't know. Let's, yeah, let's write a movie about it. Fuck uh, it. Yeah. Fuck uh, it. Yep. Did you ever play the, the Telltale Back to the Future game? No, I have them. I have them from some kind of bundle or whatever. I'm curious I haven't, about
0: I haven't, me you. I haven't played them either. And when when I saw the second one in the theater, I was like, I'm gonna go home and play those, and then just didn't.
1: I'm, you know, I, that's... That, that, that's from an era of Telltale that I that, that I'm not like all in on. I think that, that, yeah. that it's it's much more dependent on your affinity for the uh, for for the for the license. Like, I really dig the uh, the Strong Bad game because I like that franchise. Uh, but like even the the Sam and Max stuff, for as much as I like on the road, not on the road, hit the road. Um, I'm a little bit more kind of like eh, hesitant to really go whole hog into it. I, I liked them, but I
0: don't like them as much as modern. Yeah. 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 So
1: it's just, you know, they, they, they've changed. They've evolved like any good studio ought to. And uh, yeah. like, that's part of a part of a weird little half half measure that they did between what they used to be and what they now are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Yeah. Um, yeah. So so there's a little puzzle. where you have to mirror this uh, piston height. You're you're you remind this thing and this is the first time alexander speaks to you directly yeah um he actually says daniel is that you what are you doing Mm -hmm. um so the tense kind of clues you in that it's not a flashback right
1: and uh these these always kind of come along with uh some kind of sanity effect whether that's a blurring of the vision or some kind of uh flicker happening as it goes along Mm -hmm. and i think that this is just a function of you're within
0: radio signal range now Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right until radio yeah yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So again, you go back to the the main area. Um. You can raise this uh this bridge, um that goes up. You can actually jump on. And and one of the bridges you lower only lowers halfway through. Yeah. So you can actually take this running leap to actually shake it loose, or you can throw things at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, both work. Yeah. If you take but, a running uh, leap, you're going to
1: be hurting for a while.
0: Yeah. You'll break both your legs. Yep. You can <laughs> die. From it's it. like DSS. Ex. So, yeah. Exactly. It's exactly like that. you never asked for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jensen. The, the... <laughs> like.
1: Have people talked about how that game's plot is basically just RoboCop?
0: Uh, Or or at
1: least the setup. No, I'm talking about uh, Deus Ex. Human Revolution? Revolution. The setup for that is basically RoboCop.
0: Yeah, I'm sure sure they have. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. So that uh that, that bridge takes you into the into the cistern. Uh. But if you or sorry uh, to to the morgue. But if you go uh the, the the one way to the bridge you just lowered, you can get into uh the cistern itself, which is the actual um well not the actual sewer the actual sewer comes later. It's you know fifty mm. shades of sewers
0: here. Yeah, it's another word for sewer. Yes, essentially. Um, um, what's interesting here is that there there's a, another one of the water monsters, the carracks mm-hmm. here, but it's sanity dependent, mm-hmm. um, which I actually only read online. Because uh, I remembered it running into it, and this time I didn't, mm-hmm. um, because I was more conservative with my light and stuff, and, yeah. and was able to uh, not more conservative, less conservative, because I knew, you know, about how long the game was. So this karrick only appears if you have low sanity, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, but it can still hurt you. Like,
0: oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not it's not an hallucination. It's just your mental being reflecting on the castle, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of summoning this thing into being.
1: Right. Uh, your goal here is to open up the drains to uh, to to, to uh, completely drain that uh, um, you know that hallway that you're trying to get to. And as you go along, you're finding these diaries that talk about uh, these rituals that Alexander does as you were uh, kind of inducted as his uh, as his apprentice. And there's this lingering question, like, what does Alexander kind of gain from all of this? Because right now, all of it seems to be geared towards helping Daniel
0: shake the shadow off, right? Yeah, it, it, like he's not going to send pie out of the goodness out of, of his heart. <laughs> Like, why is he senpaiing? Why, why? you senpai on Alexander?
1: That is the weirdest booze mobile commercial. Yeah. Where are you why at? Why you
0: Senpai yeah. Hello who this is. Why are you senpai it, it is yeah. it is a very popular a very popular topic of discussion in urban communities. <laughs> Surprisingly.
1: Um uh. But um, when you when you get all these, there's a little puzzle here where you throw a rock at a chain. It's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Um, there's a cool little bit here where uh, uh, the shadow blows out all of your torches.
0: Yeah. And all the ones you've painstakingly lit mm-hmm. on your way here. And uh, you have to make your way back in uh, lantern light or relight them. Yeah. And uh, head to the morgue. The morgue. This is cool. I yeah. like this a lot. Yes. Um yeah, so the uh you, you kind of go back, you get a flashback, um, that the the shadow has yielded to these rituals that mm-hmm. they're conducting. At least it seems like it like it has. It's kind of backed off.
1: Yeah. And boy, oh boy, Gary, this is a game that shows
0: you a ding dong. They're they're so good with nudity in this game. Like it would be there's no other alternative to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it there's it's tasteful. And like, you know, the monsters in Penumbra had dicks. Mm-hmm. The uh, and the corpses in uh in amnesia have dicks. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. um and uh the, the, the one live body has a dick like yeah everybody has a ding dong they're not really they're not really scared to show it to you
0: yeah which i appreciate yeah i appreciate um, just the it, well I, it's not like i appreciate like looking at this corpse dick <laughs> i just appreciate that uh and the alternative would be silly mm-hmm. you yeah, know like, like these these things are not they're not supposed to be treated like humans mm-hmm. in this um why would he afford them clothes like he's a fucking monster
1: yeah like you know? this, is, this this is an atrocity, and it should be presented as such. There, there's no shroud. These are physics objects. Like you can manipulate them if you want. Yeah. Um yeah. It's just, it's just a whole bunch of ding dongs lying in a pile.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ding dong, ding <laughs> dong.
1: So there's there, there's uh, kind of a note here uh, explaining that uh, you know even though you've drained this uh, this this uh, uh, hallway, the fungus is still there, and it will impede your progress. You're going into here to try and find a way to inoculate 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 yourself <laughs> against them. Um, and, uh, you do that in one of the most upsetting ways possible.
0: Yeah. You, so you, you find out this guy through like flashback is, is immune and a little bit of his blood will protect you long enough. It's not going to totally protect you forever. And the way that you get it is by drilling into his head. Because like, Yeah. Trepanic, like head blood's the best blood. <laughs> um, that's where the most blood is. And then just stick in a, a, a syringe, like making a syringe out of inventory objects <laughs> to stick into it and just like, well going yeah. to inject this corpse yep. blood
1: and i thought that it was going to be like okay i'm going to stick the needle into it i'm going to suck the blood up and i'm going to put it in my... nope i'm just going to put it in there like i'm fucking tapping a tree for sap
0: yeah it is, <laughs> it is a lot like tapping a tree for sap it's really <laughs> weird and just and just no problem like i i there's a a, a stuff you should know about uh, a blood types recently mm-hmm. and they they talked a lot about blood transfusion and i'm not you know i'm not a scientist but for, for what from what i've learned from this is that you can't just take somebody's blood and just like straight up put it in your own blood without dire consequences uh huh um so it is a very weird scene yeah it's, you know also like even just like mm, blood types aside
1: if something has died like from you know just kind of like a mysterious circumstances you don't eat it. even if it's only
0: been dead for a little bit yep like you there's no five second rule yep you don't <laughs> like
1: it, it <laughs> like it like if there's just an animal who's who's laying dead you don't just eat it like everything in our being has led us to not eat that thing because we don't know why it died uh exactly. let alone actually putting its very lifeblood into our own lifeblood
0: yeah, it not only do we not know how it died, but there is just an army of bacteria that is just like at the ready. You know, for as soon as as your heart stops beating to just start decaying you. Yeah. It's wonderful um, in its way. Yeah, it it's in some ways it's, it's, it's really it's kind, of kind of beautiful. It's
1: kind of beautiful, you know. It's
0: kind of beautiful. It's kind of taught in me way. a
1: little bit about life and my son. Yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is this is a gross scene though. This is a real weird moment of non identification with the narrator. But it's, it works because it's creepy.
1: Yep yeah yeah it is uh, it it is a different kind of body horror so add to this uh, uh nyctophobia acrophobia and fear of rudimentary uh kind of bootstrapped medical
0: procedures yeah there's gotta be a word for that <laughs> um yeah and so so as you're here the the monster actually pops in as well mm-hmm. and the best place to hide is in this room full of corpses yeah uh, dead men which is great with the ding-dongs flopping yep yeah
1: and uh, as, as you're in there, I love it whenever you're in kind of these, uh, you know, something really bad has happened in a room where you can hear this church bell dinging and dawning, Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, to coincide with the ding dongs in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, there's a flashback about a guy who was locked in the morgue. So at least one of these guys uh, was not brought here dead, but is a fresh corpse.
0: Yeah, super spooky. Yeah. Um, so now you can make it into the sewer. You're, you're immune to fungus and uh, we can make our way out of here, mm-hmm. um, which is good. Yeah. Um, well, as you, as you head down, um, you see this thresher wheel that if you have uh, play video games, you know, you probably have to slow down <laughs> to get through and a monster walks in front of it. So yeah. you're not alone. Yeah. This monster isn't really that big of a deal.
1: Like this is not a, uh, this is not a monster challenge area. It's mostly just there to move you along.
0: Not until the end. Right. Like not until the guy who's blocking the way out. Right. Yeah. Um, and initially though, not, not at all. And this one I think is actually a hallucination. I don't think this monster is actually here. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. This first one that walks by. Wow. <laughs> subjectivity um yeah because yeah, like if you get, if you get close enough to it it disappears
1: so i love the puzzle where you're changing the gears oh yeah that's uh that's yeah. really cool like that that feels a little misty to me mm-hmm. um just in terms of uh listening for audio cues and such uh or walking back and forth to determine you know cause and effect
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah uh but slows so that slows it down enough for you to jam a pipe in it
0: yeah exactly you take another grease pipe and, <laughs> and shove it in there in order to to, to get through for your pops um, Exactly. We should talk a little bit. So when I said I just walked towards that that brute or that monster to see if he would kill me, I want to talk just a little bit about the saving system. Yeah. In the game is that um you can reason it auto saves. It has a very good auto save system. Yeah. To where when I died, I never felt like I had to redo too much. Mm-hmm. So what if I wanted to experiment, I would do it after I was reasonably sure it had auto saved. Mm-hmm. So here, since I just walked in, I was like, let's just keep walking forward, and then if it chases after me, like and I die, no big deal. Um. So that's why I, I took this risk, and I was more prone to taking dumb risks right after loading screens, yeah, and such, because I wouldn't have to redo very much. Mm-hmm. And then got more conservative the less sure I was that yeah. I'd saved. Mm-hmm. You can actually fuck with the .nai file if you want to add quick saves hmm. to the game, um, or a crosshair, which <laughs> I don't know why you'd add a crosshair. Well, yeah, because uh,
1: like it already has like a, a really subtle little dot at the center of the yeah. screen, like that. Yeah. That's enough for me.
0: Yeah, if you if you want a straight up like Call of Duty yeah. shooting gallery crosshair. But if you want quick saves, which I don't recommend because the game is really good without them. Yeah,
1: like I'd worry about fucking something up. I'd worry about saving at the wrong time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or just like draining all the tension. Yeah. From your from yourself. You know, being able to save right before you do anything. Like mm-hmm. that takes away a lot of the tension. Yeah,
1: like in any horror game, part of it is giving up control.
0: Yep. You know?
1: <laughs> so so yeah, that like it is it is incredibly effective.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um yeah so this uh uh as you as you make your way past and you go deeper into the sewers you go into this room that is full of pulsating shadow organs and a uh, bisected corpse of a brute Mm -hmm. yeah just straight up cut in half and alexander pipes in to say you're carrying the shadow with you uh uh, terrified of the consequences of this as you get closer
0: yeah and that is that could be argued what why you know this thing is chasing you and and hurrying along and what you're actually doing mm-hmm. is bringing this to uh, to Alexander. Um, there's a little there's a gate you can't get in and then when you uh, you go past it and check something out and head back, a brute breaks through it mm-hmm. and uh, you have to kind of hide from him for a little bit yeah. and sneak around him. But ultimately, as you, after you do that, you get to a place where there's a a, a either a grunt or a brute just standing at an intersection mm-hmm. and you actually have to uh, distract him by throwing something and sneak around him. Yeah.
1: Uh, but that isn't enough because once you get through, there's another one of those chase sequences. This is not a uh, this is not a water monster, but it is an actual monster, uh, and they are leaning back into the closing doors behind you as you run along.
0: Yeah, which it doesn't it doesn't outstay its welcome. I don't think it's already they've already done it, but this is really intense, and they do it right before another mm-hmm. hub. Yeah. So another breath of uh, relaxation when you get to the nave, which is the final hub.
1: So yes, this is the last hub um that we're here and there's a lot of kind of narrative threads that are all going to uh converge as we get some answers to the to the questions uh and kind of open uh, you know uh open doors that we've seen uh throughout this uh throughout this whole thing. And we learn more about uh Daniel himself and uh we find out that as he steps into this role of being the the assistant for these rituals, he is uh he is disgusted at what he has to do. Um and we have yeah, we... as we're making this last descent.
0: Yeah, it is uh we're, we're finding out the content of this ritual, these rituals, which like we've been seeing a, a kind of a real studies, you know, trail of corpses on our way here. So we could have guessed, but that is what the, this ritual is, um, is killing people in order to, you know, put this shadow astray and, and, get it off the trail more or less. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's one ritual. And we are kind of walking into ground zero for the, the, the larger, broader ritual that, uh, that, that Alexander has uh, made you complicit in.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, you get a little, as you head, uh, on the outside of the laboratory, you get a little flashback about experimenting on Agrippa's body before you actually run into him. Mm-hmm. Um in a like I think this works. Mm-hmm. Um it's so weird. <laughs> yep. Though. And it's signaling some of the weird science, weird fiction stuff we're weird gonna run into. Science. Yep. Yeah, it it is uh well especially the part where Alexander summoned the huge booed lady that is super super weird. Yeah. She's got one of those doll faces and a <laughs> reticular spine spike that she can also use as a weapon taster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. turned
1: turned Wilhelm into a shit monster. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Gripper really works for me as well. Um, I I love the contrast between his appearance and his demeanor. mm Hmm. Because even though he's been uh, chained here as a, as a husk of his uh, of his former self, he had his he's had his jaw and tongue removed, leaving uh, nothing but a but a gaping, uh, weeping hole at the bottom of his mouth. He can communicate with you psychically, and he's just the most jolly, happy to talk to you, dude. He's kind of overdoing <laughs> it. He's kind of Ned Flanders.
0: Yeah, <laughs> jawless Ned Flanders. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I love that, that thing that we learned because we run into him and it in to, to start contrast with the experimentation. Like, I love that flashback when they're talking about it, because he has this whole thing where he's like, he says, like, soon I won't be able to move. Right, Alexander. And he's like, don't worry, your life is safe. Mm. You know, you're not going to die from this. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but that's not you didn't answer my question. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, um, it's like the I'm sorry you were offended of of. You know, diabolical experiments like you didn't actually address the thing alexander like this i'm in for for you know centuries of horror aren't i <laughs> yeah. um and but yeah he's he's super happy he uh you have to actually like activate this little incense burner thing mm-hmm. or something next to him before he can talk to you i think so, that's something that's blocking his psychic powers
1: yeah it's like to magnify the signal or something like that yeah
0: yeah and uh, he lets you know that alexander is powerless without an orb um and then he finds out alexander actually has an orb <laughs> he's like oh shit um tells you you need to find pieces of an orb but if you feel like being a bro um you can find where's tonic and create that in order to free him yeah because and, he's uh, been
1: uh he's been a scheming uh as he as he lays there chained up
0: exactly so that is an optional ending uh and we'll get to those when we talk about the endings mm-hmm. yep yeah. um so while you're
1: hanging around you can just like pop a squat here and eventually he'll run out of them and tell you like, move along, move along. Uh, but uh, he will give you uh, a lot of backstory about the orbs, about these, about these temples, about this uh, Mithraeum cult uh, mm-hmm. that was uh, kind of designed around um, and worshiped these sacred spaces that they had built up, which is a uh, house of leaves of all as all fuck. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm in the, so I'm in the middle of a move. Whenever I move, I reread that book. Yeah, and, just to uh, make it
0: extra terrifying. Or... Yeah,
1: yeah, um, and also you know because it's a it's it's as good of a metric as any uh, to to reread what I still consider to be my favorite book. I think, um, mm-hmm. and that lined up quite nicely with this as well, and kind of the the whole fear of the unknown um, and the uh, kind of the the uncanny hugeness of this uh, bringing into it. There's a, uh, there, there are resonances that I'm not going to bring up because I can hear your eyes rolling out of your head, Gary. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh no, put those back, see a doctor. Um, but, uh, but okay. it, it has been a very complimentary experience uh, between the two of those. And so, uh, my, my enjoyment of both has been,
0: uh, has, has been, um, amplified, I think, um, no, still not going in the show notes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I mean, I, I don't actually care that much. It is just a running joke. I know.
1: Yep. Um. But uh. But yes, Agrippa is hoping that Wire will come back and save him. Um. And hopefully he doesn't say this. But uh. You know. Even on my first playthrough, playthrough, I was like,
0: "Can I like hop a ride with you guys?" Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're getting out of here. Yeah. Um. I'd like out of here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're doing him a solid. So mm-hmm. you can uh, you can think so. So it'll hop up into this little compartment. Um, to the left in and, and a little bit, I kind of like that mm-hmm. um, requires paying attention and kind of looking above you, mm-hmm. um, which you're not trained to do in video games mm-hmm. in order to open these side doors. Um, in order to find out uh, what you, you what you're doing, um, you get these uh, these small kind of side cells, and uh, Alexander explains how the prison is designed to maximize anguish. Um, screams are piped through facility the facility to scare other people, mm-hmm. um, and there's this Damascus rose potion that's given to people to erase their memories of torture so they can begin anew. Right.
3: Um,
0: so they you know they don't remember, and and uh, Agrippa actually tells you. That's where you, you know, in these torture chambers is where you need to look for the orbs uh, because he's using them to torture. They emanate madness. Mm -hmm. So that is where you're going to find them.
1: Yeah. Gary, is it metal?
0: It is very metal. Okay,
1: cool. I just wanted to check.
0: Super, super metal. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, So let's head over to the, uh, uh, well, no, let's actually talk about the couple things you can find within this, uh, within the nave still, because uh, on the road to each of these, there's uh, there's some plot relevant things you can find, uh, such as Mm -hmm. a bucket of tar and a shank of meat. Which will be yeah. important. Uh, yep. There's a canister where you can hear uh, Alexander losing all hope because his orb is shattered.
0: Yes. Yep. 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 And uh, you can actually find wires tonic, uh, wires a uh, tonic recipe. Whenever time I read that, I read it as a uh, uh, Wilders or Van Wilders tonic. The, no, no. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 yo, um, the the juice like stop the world. I want a Wilders. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, do you remember that? Is that no. like, Am I old? Stop the world. I want a Wilders was a commercial. About like freezing time to drink juice. <laughs> uh, I was around when I was a teen. Was, was that uh, a was that a precursor
1: to like uh oh squeeze or Mondo's? Uh, I don't know what those are,
0: so <laughs> is, oh! this is the most this is the most stark our generation generational difference has ever been. Why are those versus Mondos? What 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 kind of what kind of sugar water was sold to us? Yeah, exactly. Did you have at least those like waxy Kool-Aid bottle shaped nightmares <laughs> that you chewed off the top of to like spray yeah, Kool-Aid I, in your I, throat?
1: I loved those, but my but my mom didn't want to buy them for me. Because was she embarrassed. She, well, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she thought they were gross. And I, even though I liked them, I said, you know, she thought was gonna, she was going to, she was going to waste money on, on them because they're awful. But I was like, no, <laughs> I want them. Like yeah, I, I will. I, listen, I will drink this shit. Yes. I, <laughs> I,
0: I want this teaspoon of sugar water. Yeah. Teaspoon. If you're fucking lucky, like <laughs> quadruple tablespoon like, <laughs> of sugar in a teaspoon of water. Yeah. Kool-Aid gushers. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but uh but no this uh this wires tonic it will not uh, get you super jazzed for a day on the half pipe, but it will uh <laughs> preserve somebody's life beyond their uh, beyond their
0: mortal form so and that's the, pretty luckily cool. yeah the, the ingredients you have to get you are they're on the way
1: right right so you you find this you find this uh, um well that uh, if you listen closely you can hear the uh, the or whatever it is uh down there and you lower the shank of meat in what feels like a, like a like a gimmick from a uh, from like a garfield comic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a living, um, and it comes up with a slimy bone, uh, which is what, what you need. Is this, Five. Yeah, exactly. This greasy pipe, slimy bone. Um, mm-hmm. so The slimy bone sounds like the worst barbecue restaurant.
1: Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> like. yeah uh, but you uh, you proceed beyond this uh, to the first of these really spooky areas, the uh, the, the the transept.
0: Hmm. You know, transit which i which i dig mm-hmm. um on the uh so you, in there's there's kind of hanging cages mm-hmm. um in this massive chamber um with a spiral staircase in the middle um which this room here felt like dark soulsy to me mm-hmm. which i you know, i do have no uh, no real reason why um you head up this this uh spiral stair- staircase to get to this office House where there's a dude Yoda- yeah, and uh, there's a uh, this note on torture and a portrait of Alexander. This is the second one we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an Easter egg I actually read about online, but after you complete this area, mm-hmm. if you go up there with low enough sanity, the portrait like becomes like a gross, scary, Silent Hill version yep. of Alexander, which is very cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they really obscure the visual side. Like the, 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 the visual side of the sanity system is mostly uh, either discoloration and blurriness. Um, mm-hmm. or the, or, or the kind of bugs that are going around. And that makes those moments where they pop up either the fake monsters or like, if you go through the nave, uh, in a, in a low sanity, that's that, that, uh, kind of like quarter turn spiral staircase is covered with spiders. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it, uh, it, it definitely, uh, makes a different experience for different people in a way that it wouldn't feel as special if they just threw it around.
0: Agreed. And the, those, uh, those spiders actually uh, used to be enemies hmm. in the game. They're cut content. They were going to be enemies that you could actually combat in the early version of this game where there's combat, but they, they cut them out as enemies and just made them cuties <laughs> that, that you can hang around with. <laughs> yeah. Um, so.
1: But in this office uh, under Alexander's watchful eye, you, uh, you find a note that explains uh, the, the fact that you get more vitae uh, uh, if you mess with them psychologically. And this is where that uh, hold the promise of violence is more powerful than the violence itself. Yeah, kind of side of yeah. it. And so Daniel like his journey through this has has gone from being a, a complete novice at this and being repulsed by it to really buying into the lie and uh, yeah. uh turning this into an art form.
0: Yeah, uh, out of like in this way that doesn't absolve him from guilt in a really interesting way like he wants to you know he doesn't want to he's he's afraid mm-hmm. because of the shadow but he wouldn't go so whole hog into this like he takes pleasure in it mm-hmm. at many points clearly yeah so there, there's a little bit of like just a, a self like a guilt uh, and something that was actually lurking below the surface for him this entire time and this kind of like uh besmirched narrator is a, a hallmark of the series mm-hmm.
1: definitely and you can see the you know the, the the fruits of his labor uh down on the ground floor when you go back down each of these uh, little little wings here the transept and the choir
0: have torture rooms uh with actual torture devices um in mm-hmm. them yeah. Um I remember uh, going to Medieval Time as a kid, Medieval Times, <laughs> and there being a little torture museum, which I think I've talked about on the show. And there are versions of this in every single one of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the, the so the the knowing, going into this, knowing these were real torture devices mm-hmm. uh, helped me out a lot. Like not help, hurt, <laughs> like, hurt me out a lot. Like helped me come is what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it, helped me, it really helped me a, uh, get my ding dong to completion.
1: I've uh, yep, Just nudged you over the finish line. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just I just stuck my stuck my ding dong in my chemistry pot until until, until it just, the it dark just, descent it,
1: happened. Yeah, just 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 made it rattle to the
0: shadow came. Yeah, until I created some some haunting biomatter. Ugh, the, uh, just, the, just webs and webs of it. Yes, yeah. In in actuality, what I mean is that it made this way more scary and gross to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, these uh, these torture rooms, which are huge sanity drains. Mm-hmm. as soon as you get in like you want to get in and out as soon as possible yeah um but they but hide those those orb shards
1: right like, yeah they're like exactly the, they're some of the best hidden items in the game
0: exactly it becomes like um whatever that finders keepers show on uh, nickelodeon <laughs> that only 90s kids will remember and the uh when you touch the torture devices you get this flashback of these tortures you've been doing to people and this is some of like the most evocative body horror in the game yeah i think this stuff is terrifying mm-hmm. like it is really really gross like the people who wrote this are really good at disturbing details of human pain. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically we haven't run into it yet, but I just, just to underline the one that I think is the creepiest is the, uh, iron maiden one mm-hmm. where like the character who's locked in it. Um, you know, the iron maiden, I think the way that I always thought about it before I went to that torture museum was that, uh, <laughs> they just close it and whoops, you're spiked, Yep. but that's not torture. That's no. just stabbing a guy a bunch of times. It's waiting for you to slip. Exactly. It's, you can stand perfectly still. Mm -hmm. You're not impaled. And the story in this game is that like the, the guy, you know, he, his knee gets hurt a little bit Mm -hmm. and he, he leans forward involuntarily. And it's like, it took him a moment to realize his eye was leaking.
1: Yep. Down his cheek
0: and dripping uh, off of his chin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And 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 like the 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 way that they compose that sentence is you know he he stood there and felt relief and then oh I I nick my I nick my knee well that kind of sucks and then my eye is dripping down my cheek they're given kind of equal weight yeah and, there, there's a it,
0: detached kind ofness to the to it's, the, the narration it's super blasé
1: in, 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 in a way that feels like I I don't know like the most recent comparison is like a really evocative scene from like Hotline Miami too like yeah. just this, this 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 frank matter of fact acknowledgement and not acknowledgement of the, the the fact that your body is a meat machine and yep. that horrible things can happen to it without you recognizing the ramifications of it immediately
0: yeah and and that is that is my that's my my voting platform when it comes to horror like body <laughs> horror and your body being a decaying pile of of food <laughs> yep. is what is that's that's the shortcut for me mm-hmm. like that that will get me elicit a terror response faster than anything mm-hmm. for me yeah. and uh and this just hits it yeah. really well and that dispassionate like description of it which is like goes really hand in hand with the fact that you're 100 percent complicit like these are just things you did mm-hmm. and that's affecting your sanity and the player is squicked out because the character is realizing these things he's done and like it is just a this marvelous intersection yeah of uh, everything that everything you want to be
1: yeah it cranks the faders on these too yeah it, it just like it you know it, it hits us up like when we get to this next area the
0: choir like that is probably one of the scariest areas in the game you know exactly and, and then you're 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 played up in a way that like i felt like something like outlast or something you know lesser like a five nights at Freddy's or something <laughs> like that that is just about this kind of jump scare this is the psychological unnervingness and then using these atmospheric and jump scares like one to amplify the other Um, really, really effectively. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So you have these three torture rooms here. There's the, uh, there's the, the stretching where I think it's like a forger or something like that. Like, like it it, it ranges like from rapists and murderers down to forgers and deserters or something like that. And you never
0: know if they actually did it. Right. Like they all deny it. And, and it would make just as much sense as if they didn't do it. It's do it. It's like that Simpsons episode where they start eating people Mm -hmm. and Ender is sending everybody to detention (laughs) so she can eat them. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah.
1: Because people are resources. Um, exactly yeah their product um but uh yeah you've got the cradle which uh, i guess you just make people sit on and it destroys their anus
0: yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is a true, a true thing. Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's there's a uh, sawing, which is this is a place you know just hanging somebody up and then sawing, uh, bisecting them uh, uh, longitudinally uh, via via the uh, uh, you know a, a saw through the groin. Uh, and there's a horrible description like we tried and tried but we couldn't get through the hip bones, so we just let them bleed out. Um, if yeah. You and used then, the... and...
0: are, are, are you're just gonna go into? It? I just got excited. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he said something like, "Wouldn't that just kill him?" And he's he's like, "Nope." You know, you would actually stay alive for a long time <laughs> after that. And, and that's true. I read about that in that fucking torture museum because the blood <laughs> is all going to your, your head and your heart. uh huh. Like all the places it needs to, to go. Yeah. So uh, there's, there's tons of
1: tasty Vita in there as uh, this is possibly one of, the, one of the most agonizing ways that we've seen people can die here. Uh, yep. And if you pick up a piece of string and attach it to your glass, you can uh, dip it down, down in there to get this sweet, sweet anguish blood.
0: Yeah, exactly what you what you actually need for the... Uh... It has to be Terror Sweat. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is, dude. <laughs> um, so so you, you head on to the, uh, the choir. And uh, yeah, on the way there, you go into this little room where you actually get this flashback that is going to destroy your sanity. Mm-hmm. And this is intentional. This being on the way is to fuck up your sanity for this next sequence. Yes. Um, of you kind of talking yourself through what may or may not be one of your early torture experiments because you have to actually kind of talk yourself into it yeah uh, this little chant this uh, paint the man cut the line yes
1: don't cut the man because that is too devastating you paint yes. the man then you cut the line that you painted and the yes. fact that it is repeated with with the uh, um, increasing insistence as it goes along and you hear uh, the, 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 the 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 knife cutting through the through the flesh oh man this is super great. Again, yeah, it's, this is an echo of like any of the number of mantras that we've heard throughout this. Yeah. who boy. What do we say to ourselves to get to get ourselves through these things?
0: Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Alexander is, you know, you're you're approaching him mm-hmm. and uh, you're and, knocking you know, on his door. Exactly. And, and, you know, the only way to get in is getting an orb, but you're now collecting pieces of the orb and your orb. So it will uh, it'll reconvene for you. And he knows this. So he says, uh, is curiosity in league with your selfishness that is killing us both? Right. He is terrified of the shadow, which, you know, again, is not nipping at your heels.
1: Right. Um, and you go into the choir and this is one of the scariest areas in the game. Uh, the, the, the The design of this is so not of this world. And Mm -hmm. they do things with line of sight and just with the geometry to both disorient you and also um, make this a wide open place full of pillars uh, around which uh, around any of which a monster could be hiding.
0: Yes. Yeah. You're just in this big open area that monsters are just hanging out in Mm -hmm. and it is very easy to get lost. Um, if you get, start getting into the center mm-hmm. of it and they tempt you, like there's a bunch of little, uh, you know, consumables and stuff <laughs> if you fully explore this area, but don't <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, just keep going. And, um, you know, stick to the walls.
1: And because of the, because of that initial sanity drain, when you walk into this, um, and the continued sanity drain, as you are, uh, narrowly dodging these, these monsters, you're likely to just very periodically, uh, take a knee. As you, yeah. uh, as you are hyperventilating and such, man, this like, as a person who has had panic attacks in his life, like this is so spot on. Mm. I don't like it. Like, I, I know I shouldn't be relishing in that as a, t- as a terrible thing. Um, but, uh, like the, like, I don't know, somebody did their research in this and, uh, it feels very authentic.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, super, super well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So again, around the perimeter of this, it is less uh, it is less cut and dry than the uh, than the uh, transept itself. Uh, but uh, in the choir, you've got uh, the, the Iron Maiden with uh, which we've discussed at length. There's also uh, the wheel where we're talking about the finer points of breaking people's bones uh, through yeah. the
0: spokes. But the uh, the bone wheel skeletons yeah. <laughs> are are a reference to the, uh, the ones that were tortured in the Berserk mm-hmm. that became them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also like that massive hammer. So you're thinking, oh, it's like a like like attack hammer or whatever. No, it's a fucking sledgehammer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but
1: yeah. it's just in that room with you. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's the brass bowl, which you can light a yeah. fire under and then hear a ghostly moan from it. Super cool. And
0: yeah, the description of that's so scary too, because mm-hmm. the guy it's such a silly looking torture implement. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the guy who is in there who I think is a thief, like not really knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. And then that slow dawning tear of like, Oh, they're lighting a fire under this thing. <laughs> And that is going to slowly roast me alive. Yep. Fuck. Like I <laughs> like I am not I am not okay with torture. Like, no. It's a controversial, statement, But like, God. Like I'm just I, I don't know. It seems like very cut and dry to me. Like that's just a thing that we shouldn't yeah. do ever. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just you know, t- taking taking the politicism aside, out you know, like, uh, taking the political side. I'm I'm totally in agreement with you, by the way. Like it is incredibly evocative in fiction right yeah like it is it is something that we have a grim fascination with, and it is kind of a fast track, it's a quick ladder down to this this insecurity that we have about. Our flesh especially as we age like and i think that it plays on empathy as well either you know uh, either very accurate depictions of this or descriptions you know uh it it is it is kind of triggering a sympathetic response and at least the more human of us i think to uh to, to 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 want to look more closely at it while wanting to look away simultaneously
0: and what's interesting about the way that The Dark Descent does it um, is that you're complicit in it in a way that is entirely in the past tense and you are ostensibly kind of, I mean, you're working towards revenge, but you could also be working towards mm-hmm. kind of repairing uh, this damage that you've done. In a way, or stopping it from happening further. Mm-hmm. Um, in other games, where they actually make you kind of play out the torture sequences, mm-hmm. which, like specifically, I'm thinking of. And in full disclosure, I haven't played these games. I've just watched the scenes and and looked at internet criticism of them. But in uh, GTA V and in Modern Warfare Two,
2: yeah.
0: um, where they make you actually do it, that I that feels like it, it goes too far mm-hmm. for me. Like it can be an effective thing. Like it's trying to squick the player out. Congratulations, I'm squicked out. <laughs> this felt like it was subtle enough to not just, like, totally turn me off and turn me away.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like, this like this kind of complicitness, this past sense that... I mean, going back to Torment, like, this whole idea that your your past self is another self, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I, I didn't make that connection. But this game actually has a lot in common uh, with, with Torment a little totally. bit in that respect. Um, I'm way more interested in and comfortable with yeah. than the, this is a video game, do the torture or you can't continue. Yeah. You're the player. Do the torture.
1: It feels more complex and nuanced, right? Because, like, even though even though your current disgust, like, it's all well and good to recognize that this is bad in the moment when you're seeing it after it's done. But, like, no matter how awful this stuff is, it didn't deter you. It says it speaks volumes about you know past Daniel by saying like none of this stopped him. You know, whether it's the yeah. boiling frog or whatever defense of Nazism you want to bring up, like, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like there, there's a very clear moment that lies way in the mist beyond this. Right. Yeah. Like he didn't just kill one people in any of these rooms. These were all arrows that he had in his quiver at any given time. And so yeah. and so the fact that, you know, like this wasn't what made him drink what he drank, Um, I I, I think, is one of the more damning things about his character. And, you know, just that, that, that split between past and present and like, what is redemption? Like, that's what makes this okay.
0: Yeah. 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 And that, and that's, and that is why I think it is a very strong use of torture in a game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, While while you're making your way through here, you can grab the poison gland Mm -hmm. you need um, from outside the brass bowl. This is a paralyzer. Yeah, exactly. That you need for the, uh, uh, stopping the world and getting a (laughs) wyler's, Um, and you, you head back. Yeah. You know, you, mostly in a, in a mad dash, if you're anything like me. Yep. Yeah, so. try, try, trying to remember, okay, how is this room laid out? Where is the pits? And where yeah, are the bridges? Exactly. Yeah. If I find one bridge, I can find a wall and just follow it at a full sprint.
1: <laughs> yep. You're dataless in the labyrinth. You're putting your right yeah. hand on the wall and just going. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. So you can't quite mix this up yet, but there's one more uh, kind of wing of this hub that you haven't gone down, which is the chancel. Uh, which there's a, this is a bit of a complicated area, uh, not just in design, which is it is filled with this otherworldly green light. And this is uh, the most like something out of Lovecraft or Dark Corners of the Earth, uh, this strange architecture and this horrible pit uh, with no visible bottom uh, as it goes yeah. along. I love yeah, the
0: dialogue have- here, the flashback. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, the uh, um you know, Daniel just kind of throwing out his literary reference. It's like Orpheus descending into the underworld and Alexander panicking. Are you hiding something? Yeah. Like like do you know something? Do you know what's up, doc? He's like, yeah. "No." Oh, well yeah. your intuition is remarkable.
0: Yeah, well, so foreboding? Like go back, turn back. Run, run. You Daniel. Fool. Yeah, get out of here. Um and as as you head into here, um, you actually get up to the top and there's a mandatory death, which mm-hmm. I don't generally love in games. Eh. Um, a whole bunch of brutes uh, kind of take you down. As soon as you run, they kind of teleport behind you and mm-hmm. hit you in the back. Yeah. Um, this is your, your – or take you to a prison where it's your best chance to get a really good look at one mm-hmm. if you haven't already.
1: Yeah. And see that they uh, they have uh, – they're like floppy jaws.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they are like floppy jaws. <laughs> yes, as if that were a thing. Five, they just five have and floppy, jaws. floppy jaws. Um, <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Um and uh, Alexander has a one sided psychic like conversation with you, uh saying that uh, you know, your your usefulness here is to wait in the cell until the until the shadow comes and gets you. Uh so he can yeah. do what he intends to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, we'll get to that a little bit later. But the game can end here, actually. This is the uh this is the hidden fourth non standard ending.
0: I I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't see that in my wiki diving or anything. If
1: you, if you wait here for, uh, I forget what the, what the actual time is, uh, the shadow will come
0: and you don't, Mm. uh, you don't respawn. It just says the end and rolls credits. Crazy. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. Um, so there's a couple of different ways to actually get out. Hmm. Um, the most obvious way is breaking the wall. Um, there's a, there's a section of the wall that is, uh, is kind of broken. Um, but you can also, uh, pry a, a bar, off of the ceiling and uh and use that on uh God what is the other what is the other way? What do you do? There's one that's the wall and one that's the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember the specific I did the wall, but I read the I did about the wall the as one.
1: well. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I read about it. Um mm. at least according to the good people at the Amnesia Wiki hmm. when I was just reading about this at, at work. That was another so way great. to get out of here. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. It's and that's the thing now that there's it's like a it's like a monkey's paw curse because <laughs> you can wish that there's a monkey a wiki for everything, but it's like, haha, eighty percent of them will be <laughs> empty <laughs> yep. full of garbage but when you come across a good one like mm-hmm. it's really good yeah
1: and they're for profit and stealing from other sources you know
0: cool. yeah exa- exactly exactly <laughs> okay
1: but uh but yeah uh, i don't know the ceiling one but uh, if you if you wedge this bar out you can use it as a pry to you know to get out and then it's a uh, it is a short matter to uh figure out this really non-intuitive thing which is there's a key in a pipe you can't see so you have to get some water from the well and pour it out in something that is gabriel knight three as fuck <laughs>
0: Well, there's a note. Did you get the note? No, but there's there's a note. There's a note that says there's a note from a prisoner who says that um, he saw a guard drop it in the pipe on accident. Oh, so it's still pretty like it's still pretty obtuse, but it's not, you know, there's a hint. Okay. so. But yeah, you can't just, uh, you know, reach up in there or anything like that. You have to actually flush it out. Mm -hmm. So.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Uh, Pipes have elbows. There's no way to get around that. There is no elbow on the human anatomy. Yeah, exactly. That's not it's named after. <laughs> scientists have proven humans don't have elbows. Shadow <laughs> scientists. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this gets you out into uh, another fantastic chase sequence. Um, oh, no, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the red light shadow pursuit. Yeah. Which I'm, the- I'm convinced this is a nod to Silent Hill 3 because this is
0: exactly like a scene in that, which is also the scariest sequence in that game. I've I've not played that one, but it's it was on it was a contender mm-hmm. for this this we could be talking about that as we speak.
1: There are multiple universes where we are talking about it, Gary.
0: I guess that's true. There's always a lighthouse, and there's always us talking about a survival horror game. Four twenty, blaze it! So <laughs> it is four twenty. Yeah, yeah, and and consequently, consequently, have blazed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, will do Silent Hill three at some point. Mm-hmm. The, uh, just just down the road, maybe yeah. next spring. Um, yeah, this is this is really strong though. This is a really good chase. There are dead ends, yeah, um, which adds to the tension. It makes it kind of trial and error. But again, remember um, the game is very kind with its checkpointing. Right. And stuff you just have to do this chase again which is only a couple seconds that you're losing
1: yeah and the fact that you're racing against something that is intangible that is only represented either by this uh, uh light that again is not of this world uh count the number of times i've said this um but uh is also only observable uh, observable by the effects that it has on the environment behind you
0: yeah
1: um if you are brave enough to look behind you you can see that it is just this this wave of decay that is sweeping down these uh these rocky hallways mm-hmm. so
0: good yeah, it's it's very good. Yeah. Yeah, this this is great. Um so you get back to the to the nave and uh you get this this flashback which I really love that you actually play. Mm-hmm. Um that's you haven't been doing that so far. And it feels really interesting and good to be outside.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: In a way that like is is effective here. Um where uh it's just the same thing as an audio flashback but you get to walk towards these farmhouses. Mm-hmm. And uh it is you know you with this this kind of press gang going and kidnapping this uh his farmer's children and saying like well now we should definitely have enough enough subjects for this.
1: Yeah. Um pretty dark. Yeah, directly saying kill the parents because we just need the kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You you are a bad guy.
1: <sighs> Gross. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh yeah Uh, but when you come to and you're back in this uh, in this area the shadow has uh has claimed uh the 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 nave and completely wrecked it uh so much so that the lab that you were not able to get into before is now open and you can go in and synthesize virus uh virus tonic uh Mm -hmm. by crushing the gland and distilling the blood and doing something in a microwave i guess to get the to get the (laughs) slimy
0: bone (laughs) yeah the weird (laughs) this is a little bit like a little bone toaster oven (laughs) um so you get this tonic and you feed it to agrippa and then uh, it will keep him alive, but in order to make him portable, you saw <laughs> off his head with a bone saw. Yep. And then it gets added to your inventory in a kind of silly sprite. Yep. So I love that sprite so much. Yeah. <laughs> if, I in, still,
1: uh, if I still used a, like AIM, I would use that as my avatar.
0: It's, it would be a good one. In in uh, Balder's Gate, there's a, a kid that you rescue at some point, mm-hmm. and you, or you find his body, and uh, he just ended up being like a tiny little inventory sprite mm-hmm. of this kid laying down on the ground. Oh, no, you can pass back and forth and try to sell to people. And they're like, we don't buy that here. <laughs> and, and stuff. It's super fun. Is there any place you can sell it? Um, You can never sell it. Uh, you can just okay. give it back to the parents and you can sell it for experience points. How
1: much can I get for this
0: many? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, I found this. Um, It's like an EverQuest, uh, a drop that you can get off of uh, humanoid enemies as their head. Like if you're trying to do some kind of bounty and it has like a, a generic like shrunken head kind of image that's super mm-hmm.
0: goofy. That's great.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, but this uh, now that you uh, have a Grapus head, you can make your final, uh, make your final uh, plunge into Alexander's inner quarters by going through the chancel, um, which there is this uh, electrified hallway that is straight out of Metal Gear Solid Four, um, yeah. and you have to assemble the orb with this tar and uh, throw a rock into the gears because you have to you have to balance your arcane and sophisticated with your crude and straightforward. Yeah physics <laughs> yes in order to uh, in order to de-electrify this hallway and proceed into the inner sanctum
0: and, yeah and uh, really really importantly you get a, a diary entry here um which again we the, we we know this it's been hinted at us mm-hmm. but this is that that little girl you're talking about um and this is mm-hmm. daniel coming to terms with how horrible it is mm-hmm. that he, he's murdering this uh this thing and he brings up this really inser- interesting inversion um that before when he was you know taking these uh murderers and killing them, it was to save himself. You know, he considered to be innocent. With this little girl, the difference is he's actually killing an innocent in order to save himself, who is a murderer. Right. And this is the uh, the breaking point that ultimately leads to him taking the amnesia potion.
2: This
1: Damascus rose, which yep. the biblical, you know, biblically, yeah, the road to Damascus. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> and is he taking the scales off, putting them back on? I haven't thought this through enough to say which it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But. Oh, yeah, super. He's making that, that that making that uh that revelation. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Re- realizing exactly how inhumid uh, Alexander has made him act.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, there's this brief section with the inner sanctum, um, which is this uh this crossroad. Oh no, that, that's up, that's kind of next in the orb chamber mm-hmm. up on the way. That crossroad thing, because I, I have a bone to pick with that, real quick. But first, we have to do the inner sanctum.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is which is real small. This is like the breather before the final encounter, which is also a little bit of a breather, uh, but yeah. uh, uh, the, the shadow is right behind you. Uh, the quakes are the strongest here uh, that they've mm-hmm. ever been. And there are diaries uh, which outline your plan uh, for revenge and some of the best voice acting in the game, I think, where uh, Daniel is kind of just saying like he has no idea what to do. He sounds like a man who is beyond himself and beyond actually knowing what his next step should be and uh, uh, really doubting whether or not he's redeemable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I guess the geography is escaping me here because it's not in the orb chamber. But there's that crossroad-shaped area. I guess it's in the chancel um, that you go to where the monster. There's a monster that can spawn. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. That
0: that and if he spawns in the wrong place, it can become he's he's not get Mm aroundable. He's not like traversable.
1: Yeah, that's Um, like like. And what's crazy is you have to go on those little side paths, but there's nothing much of like real note there. It's just kind of tripping flags.
0: Yeah, and and they're covered with red stuff. Yeah. So it hurts you. So it's kind of like a, a one last resource drain. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to restart. I died to the monster twice before he spawned somewhere that I could get around him. Oh, shit. Like he was literally there and there's just there's nowhere to hide and you're just on linear path. So mm-hmm. it was a bummer. Um, yeah. But just real. I just wanted to make sure I, I threw that out there.
1: Um, <laughs> so, you know,
0: five out of ten. Fuck you. <laughs> games. Uh, not true. walking simulator. Um, yeah, exactly. Yep.
1: Yeah um but uh as you get into this inner sanctum after you get past that roadblock and get this here you have to make some blood offerings of yourself in order to activate this door to the orb chamber where we're going to uh select your ending
0: yes yeah and and so you get this uh there's really video gamey like mm-hmm. ele- electric sparks going between three pillars <laughs> uh, but what's not very video gamey is a nude you know nude man with his mm-hmm. ding dong hanging out who looks like uh, mr burns specifically as howard hughes <laughs> yep uh, floating in the air that that's cole's observation not mine i'm just <laughs> noticed in the notes yep yes it is
1: mr burns it is howard hughes via mr burns and the uh what is it the the spruce moose is what he has yeah <laughs> he yeah forces, exactly it were smithers into. In. <laughs> yeah. yeah get in, get in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we found a solution for 17 backstabs we're almost to 19
0: all yeah. uh, <laughs> right um yeah, you're choosing your ending.
1: Mm-hmm. He's giving you a, a a villain speech here, saying, you know, we're not so different, you and I. Uh, uh, you know, you came to me looking for help, and you were the one who took such glee in the acts of violence that you did. Uh, kind of abdicating his responsibility for uh, like pushing you into uh, doing this stuff, and perhaps most tellingly, he says, "Haven't you noticed uh, that, uh, that 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 Agrippa?" is uh you know no better than i that he you know has done these terrible things as well and kind of honestly having looked at all the text he he hasn't
0: yeah i i couldn't see that that to me seemed like something that either was purposely him trying to throw you off the trail and fuck you up or there was more moral grayness to that that was cut right like i had that exact same like (laughs) yeah no like he seems okay to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. um like he's not great like he's not yeah. He he doesn't seem like he's a very good person, he's but he doesn't like, seem like a bad like he's not he's not you. He's he's
1: similarly he's similarly outside of our regular morality, right? Yes. You know because he, you know, even though he might originate from our world, he has transcended beyond and the reason that uh, Alexander is jealous of him and is so angry is because he felt like he was left behind and neglected, right? Mhm. Yeah. Um and you know really that's that's the only bone to pick and it's not like there's not some kind of moral grayness to Alexander himself. Like what we've been seeing in those canisters is the idea that he is doing all of this in order to reconnect with his family. Yeah. And it is the fact that he just straight up doesn't care about the, the inhabitants of this world that has led him to uh, act with such complete disregard to any kind of decency and, you know, lead people into do these things that look horrible to us. Like, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Th- like, this feels like a last-minute thing to say. Like, okay, if you have considered siding with Agrippa, and this he's trying to cast out on it, but it is really not a powerful position he's trying to take.
0: No, no. And, and regardless of the the moral gray to to alexander's position he's still a problem that he exists in this world even Mm -hmm. if you buy this moral relativism that he's not actually doing anything wrong by his standards like Mm -hmm. he's still a problem dog and needs to be put down you know um so three different endings um the bad ending first which i can't imagine anyone willfully getting other than for experimentations or to see if they could Mm -hmm. um which is literally just like i've seen everything i could let's just (laughs) let this guy succeed and me get killed or you know (laughs) great yeah. And it's like you could you could argue like oh I deserve to die, but that doesn't mean Alexander doesn't deserve to die. <laughs> right. Don't let him get away. There's an ending that kills both of them, dude. <laughs> like, um, but, and it also requires tons of waiting. Yeah, it's like three minutes, which is a, yeah, which is forever in this game. Yeah, or in any video game, really.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and like the like if it was three minutes of like monologue, that'd be pretty cool. But it's a little bit of like a, it's a line and then wait, 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 a line, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. 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 It's a line, wait, wait, don't tell me, which is like, you know, an hour or so.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the revenge ending, it's called the revenge ending on the wiki, um, which I think could also more or less double as a good ending. Yeah. To this. Like it's like, it's, you know, it's pretty good, um, which is you knock over the pillars and interrupt the ritual. Um, so the, uh, the, the shadow shows up and kills Alexander and uh, allows you to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's satisfied by Alexander. Um, you know, you don't have an orb with you anymore. It presumably takes the orbs Mm -hmm. and uh, you're able to get out and you get this monologue about, you know, being able to get back to your actual life.
1: Yeah. Saying that you have, you know, paid your penance uh, through the, the, the trials that you've seen here. You have walked through and seen the results of your actions with a clear mind. And um, are willing to walk a, a better path. And what's great is as you're walking out, the, the, the castle is collapsing behind you. And this is what lends a lot of credence to the fact that the shadow is not malevol- malevolently acting. In fact, as it is proceeding and ushering you along, it's holding the place together so that you can accomplish what you're trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah. Um, a weird, weird little bit of uh, trivia here is that there's a, a cut item, um, a huge oil uh, pot mm-hmm. that you can, you can pick up on your way out. Hmm. Um you can't actually use it because the inventory doesn't work in the screen, but you, there's an item that's the only one in the game that is actually in this little ending sequence. Weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that's this is the ending I like the best. Yeah. Um and, and for reasons I'll I'll explain when we talk about the the quote unquote good ending. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh throwing a head through once the portal opens. Yeah. Um because only one person can go through the portal. Right. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. Before it closes forever. And so the idea is that you are throwing, you know, you, you can't go through yourself. Like Alexander says this, you're tainted by the shadow, right? Yes. Um, and so you throw a Griepa set over to close it behind you so that the shadow claims you both.
0: Yes. And you're going to die, you know, presumably, um, but you're kind of going through this spacey mystic wonderland and Agrippa convinces Wayr to recover you and save you. Mm-hmm. Which the reason I don't like this is because what the fuck is Wayr at this point? <laughs> yep. And how much does that clang with the rest of the game that he's some kind of weird god king that can like pluck you out of death? Of the yeah. ether and stuff like that just introduces too much. Mm-hmm. Like that's not uncool on its own. Yeah. But is is too complicated for me.
1: Yeah. Like it 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 has a convoluted method of working, which is there's stuff in the text, there, you know, there are notes you can pick up that say that uh Vire has um uh subverted the orbs, right? He is he has managed to harness their power without actually having the guardian come after him and mm-hmm. so beyond just being you know a, a timeless ageless inhabitant of this other world and whatever font of power comes from that he has the orbs on his on his side inside you know our realm uh, which lets him kind of act Um, with this kind of power and you're right in saying that that is uh, far too goofy and arcane to actually work in a like a like a little bit of a a a moral sense and like the reason why this doesn't work for me is even though it is framed up as a little bit of a sacrifice you're letting Agrippa who seems like a solid dude you know go through and return home that's cool like I'm happy Agrippa gets to go home but it's phrased up as a as a sacrifice that is no real sacrifice at all because of this deus ex machina
0: exactly like you if it was just literally you sacrificing yourself because you have decided that your sins are too grave that's cool um, mm-hmm. but that's not really what what happens at all yeah um yeah and those, that's and that's amnesia mm-hmm. that's the the end of amnesia then that's credits um yeah um amnesia Am, amnesia, <laughs> amnesia. <laughs>
3: well,
1: um so, so let's give brief kind of like final comments on this before we move on to the uh, to the others mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. Um, you're You're right. Like you said, something that I was going to get to on a second playthrough. Um, a lot of the wind is taken out of the sails of this game. Um, yes. I didn't have nearly as much trouble as you did. I think uh, mainlining this. I think I did it in maybe two sessions.
0: Um, it, it's it's, relative, it's relatively short. Yeah. And the, the I am I am a real wuss mm-hmm. when it comes to horror games. Like I like them a lot, but I am very susceptible. Yeah. To them. So even though it was like at, like 75 as scary as it was the first time I played it. Mm-hmm. I was still super scared. And that was what was hard about mainlining it yeah. for the most part.
1: So what I was feeling more when I was playing, it was more of the memory of my first impression of it
0: saying, yes. like, Oh,
1: like I had to leave the room at this point. I had to pause it and like go out and talk to my roommates at the time in order to kind of get, you know, get, get hard enough to go back in and do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotta go I did, I did I didn't mean to say that in terms of like erectness or turgidity, but it's like harden myself or steel myself against it,
3: right? Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: But we read between the lines, we know what you mean. Well, oh, yeah. The um Yeah, I was I'm like everything I've said about this game that's been positive and I was talking about Facebook, um like I think this is among the best games we've done for the show. Yeah. And I think that it is so successful at what it's doing that it is like it's in the masterpiece column for me. Mm-hmm. Like it is it is so close to flawless as to be as to be so um and a lot of that was in playing at this time and remembering the emotional feeling like just essentially what you said the emotional reaction i had the first time i played yeah. it um Combined but also with
1: appreciation i don't mean to like to to interrupt you but like we noted that before like the emotional memory plus the appreciation for what's going on behind the scenes really does bring a bring a different level of interpretation to it
0: well and as you know the i look at i was reading the lore closer Mm-hmm. than i was you know at the time i maybe didn't care as much mm-hmm. about the backstories behind these things like i i absorb them and appreciate them but i didn't put all the pieces together and that stuff is very strong mm-hmm. um so it just it just it as a horror game like this is r- really what i want in a lot of ways you know like this is for me this is this might be like this might be my favorite horror game as like a, as, as somebody who's not as entrenched in the genre as you are yeah um and and i loved uh and then like i really loved silent hill too that's great too like it's not yeah. like i there's no need to just you know to compare them qualitatively yeah I but mean, they're, they're,
1: there's room enough in our heart for both of them like it's there's fine. definitely
0: room for both of them i think that this is more like more flawless mm-hmm. because w- but maybe doesn't do it doesn't do all that neat psychosexual shit that silent hill does but by stripping away combat you know, like, the, the worst parts of Silent Hill 2, and we talked about this, were, like, the boss fights and mm-hmm. stuff, other than, like, from a design perspective, but mechanically, it's pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. And combat in Silent Hill 2 is kind of bad, you know, and, like, that's kind of the point, but also you could just not do it. Yep, I felt like, and by cutting that away, Amnesia just, it's like a, revel, like a real revelation. Like, yeah. this is what, like, a pure horror game should do. And with and they didn't get rid of the survival part. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that resource management is huge. Like, it's really important. Yeah. Um, and drives exploration and just works really well with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I, just came away from this feeling very impressed. Yeah. Towards
1: that. Yeah. You, you know, and I, I can probably overanalyze this, you know, to, to, to death, but there are definitely different flavors of horror that different games kind of lean on in, you know, in different degrees and, and in different mixtures. Right. I think that, you know, especially in games, there is a, 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 a real distinction between, between horror, terror, and dread. Mm-hmm. Right. With dread being you are um, constantly kind of like worn down uh, ag- against what uh, is, is possibly to come. Terror is repulsion um, kind of like on an immediate emotional level where you just like that—that that, that is the I'm holding my breath and my chest is tightening kind of thing. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, like horror itself um, or like possibly more accurately, like stress is I see what's happening and it is it is off putting to me and kind of like riding. On a kind of like a more sustained level, um, Hmm. you know, as it goes out, and I think that any given horror game should be examined against you know any of those or whatever extra ones you want to put into it. Um, And this one, I think, really, really hits the terror um, in in a a way, whereas like Silent Hill um, or stuff of its ilk kind of rides more on the dread uh,
0: kind of side of it. Hmm. I I felt I felt an extreme amount of dread Hmm. from this game, like anticipation of something. You know, if I if I'm remembering your your definition, yeah, um, of of something happening, like if something this this feeling that bad things were going to happen, yeah, was pretty consistent through this game because of the soundtrack, probably mostly, yeah. Um, I had a, I had a lot of that. I'm not necessarily saying I had more of it than I did in Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Just saying that, like, I feel like it was successful yeah. on that level as well.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't think that. I mean, like, yes, you 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 probably could have a conversation around comparing them, but they really just do such different things. And I yeah, and and uh, it sounds like I'm semantically trying to wear my way around saying I love both of them equally, but they 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 totally do succeed on different levels. Um, yeah,
0: they they definitely do. Like, I just it's hard for me to make the like it would be hard for me to think that like silent hill wouldn't silent hill 2 specifically because reminder to people who are out there who think i maybe am speaking with some kind of authority uh (laughs) that's the only one in the series i've played so cole is the expert on this but for for me and my my limited experience like it's hard for me to say that like that game wouldn't be better if you stripped out a lot of the the combat Mm -hmm. mechanical stuff yeah um i think that probably would be better like Mm -hmm. whereas this kind of took that that step it's like a little leaner i guess
1: yeah well it's addition by respect. subtraction right yeah and they they subtracted just enough in order to make this i don't know like this stuck with me more than Penumbra did
0: yeah and <laughs> right. and i and i really liked Penumbra. Me too. like penumbra's really good but this is this is better this is this is the game that they they you know they were they were leading to and it gives me very high hopes for soma yeah um, oh which is their gosh, next I game I'm so bad i'm very excited for that and just like in a weird way that i'm dreading that actual experience too like <laughs> i just know like oh this will be too scary to play and <laughs> i'll have to like you know play in 20 minute chunks throughout uh... the course of a long period of time with frequent breaks um <laughs> yeah it is it is like i think that like i mean and and history has vindicated this like this is part of the horror game canon hmm you know, like if there were classes in this, this would be in the this would be in the class. Yeah, uh, you know, like, probably along with Silent Hill too. Like, yeah, like, you know, if you were to put together, which you should do, Cole, mm-hmm. um, put together like, um, <laughs> I just give you a free backer blog. Put together your your text for a uh, a college class
1: <laughs> on horror games. Oh, just yeah, okay, cool, yeah, just uh, yeah. just just give it like a uh, like 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 a reading list almost.
0: Yeah, like oh. here here's the here's the thing here's what they bring to the genre mm-hmm. that's interesting in like you know less than three hundred words, God. and. uh I'm yeah, i a crank so bad. All right. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. What we all do, it, buddy? Um yeah, th- this is wonderful. Um also wonderful, I think, is Justine. Yeah, Justine's great. Um, yeah, Justine is great, and I love. Um, so, without spoiling too much, because people didn't necessarily sign up for that, mm-hmm. um, I want to say that like what's really cool is that they take those themes of the protagonist being kind of villainous and play with them in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, and and it's it's in that manner it was really satisfying to me.
1: Yeah,
0: like when when that revelation. Um, that that is like the game kind of has like a twistness to it. When I got to that, I was way into it.
1: Yeah, and even down to like the the room to room level, you know. So this is Justine is structured as kind of like um, a portal meets saw. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so you know, you're getting these uh, you're getting these uh, kind of gramophones of this woman named Justine talking to you and kind of taunting you. And there are these men who are tied up on um, these various torture devices, and it plays with success and failure um, in a yeah. way. Uh, uh, and, and, like, a couple ways. So, the first off, if this uh, suitor monster uh, uh, is, you know, distinct from anything you've seen in the main game, kills you, you're dead. You, you boot back to the, you know, you actually quit the desktop, I think.
0: Yeah. Which is like, a bummer. You, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and interestingly, the, the the monsters, the suitors in this, um, are not monsters. Mm-hmm. There are people who have been disfigured, and the coolest detail about them, the way they look, is that they have these rings around their neck, mm-hmm. which are, uh, you know, the internet on the wiki and, and reading the comments and stuff, people theorize, uh, were to drive them crazy by stopping them from sleeping. Oh, God. Um, which is great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and it just makes a really strong visual design and mm-hmm. uh, is, is very cool. So Justine, super cool, and is... is this is already a short game. It is a bite-sized
1: yeah. game. Like even with multiple playthroughs, you're going to through, get through it in like an hour.
0: Yeah. 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 And it, it's perfect. Like I want like, you know, an episodic, you know, <laughs> tales from the amnesia verse yeah, like, once every, I, once every month.
1: I was, I was sad that, you know, situations uh, conspired for me not to be able to play any of those
0: user generated ones
1: because yeah. like, from what I understand, they're really good.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely going to check them out yeah. after this. And, and I'll put a link in the show notes to, to whatever, however they're compiled. Yeah. Um, Less successful in my mind, and, and we, we can talk about this, is A Machine for Pigs, yeah. which is the actual sequel slash, like, it's not Amnesia 2, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a Gaiden game, so, you know, it doesn't have the the actual numero, numerical suffix yeah. to it. Um, and this is the one that is designed partly by Frictional, but also by Chinese uh, Chinese Room, yes. um, who are the Dear Esther people, which is a game we both have tons of affection for. Yeah,
1: and uh, uh, the currently designing Everyone's Gone to the Rapture, which yes. uh, which looks fantastic to me as well.
0: I think it looks really good. I'm a little bit gun shy about it because of a machine for pigs. Like part of the reason why I don't think machine for pigs works is because it's just them working in a, a genre that they're not suited to. Mm -hmm. Um, but part of me hopes that they didn't like, you know, kind of drink their own Kool-Aid and, and are not as, you know, not as great as they maybe think that they are, mm-hmm. you know, or like are, are I'm worried about them maybe calling it in. And there's nothing to make me think that's for sure. Like mm-hmm. they were working on somebody else's property. It's possible that yeah. the, the machine for pigs was them calling it in because yeah. it's not their thing.
1: Because it was it was it might have been compromised by them being, you know, half in half out. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, the Chinese room, they're a studio that is really successful at like interactive narrative. Right. Yes. like at, at, you know, giving you a world to like go, go through and look at pretty stuff and, you know, and, and exposing this really evocative text as you are as you are going along.
0: Well, the, one of the things that's interesting, because we were talking about, um, you know, like so if you if you if you look at uh, a machine for pigs in relation to amnesia, one of the things you could say, like, let's get the Chinese room to do this uh, for is because like, the, you know, the writing in Dear Esther is great you know the writing is really good um but one of the things in replaying amnesia is like the writing in amnesia is really good like that wasn't a hole that needed to be patched up
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that kind of goes into my concluding thoughts on amnesia like i feel like amnesia didn't need like there's nothing i needed to add to the formula right like the formula was it was tetris like you can't add an element without ruining it you know like i had that feeling to it and and uh, machine for pigs like it doesn't add anything it takes away a lot of things but it adds some kind of like some writerly flourishes to it that were unnecessary. Mm -hmm. It takes away from things I thought were valuable from, from amnesia and adds stuff that amnesia was already damn near perfect at.
1: Yeah. So, so damn near perfect, I think is just a little bit of a stretch. It's really good. I think that there's a lot to be said for taking something that you already did good and leaning into it further. There's Mm -hmm. the, 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 there's value in playing to a strength as opposed to trying to shore up to shore up a weakness. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I loved the environmental storytelling in in uh, Dark Descent um, a lot. It's like one of my favorite things about the game. And I even, you know, picked it up before I really knew what that was before, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I kind of dove headfirst into thinking about games critically. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that bringing in somebody to really say like, hey, here's one aspect of the game that we're really going to focus on. Um, I think that there is value in that, although I do agree that they they got rid of stuff, you know, specifically the resource management that did contribute to, you know, the terror and the dread. And they replaced it with something that is kind of harder to relate to. They replaced it with something like a like a more uh, kind of like cerebral, you know, route to trying to put you off of things. And there is, you know, some genuinely. Upsetting and stomach turning, you know, specifically like turns of phrase and sentences and stuff that, that 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 work for me on a very conceptual level, while I can also, you know, feel like I've had the the feel like the whole experience has had the blood sucked out of it by by by, it, by taking that stuff away.
0: It's barely like I mean, it's only kind of a horror game. Um like it, it is no it's a very common criticism of machine for pigs that's not nearly as scary as amnesia and that has to do with that physicality and mm-hmm. that uh, that resource management I would say though like I of course I agree that like there is value in doubling down on a strength I think the writing in machine for Pigs is really uneven like there are individual phrases i like I had that turner phrase that poet poetry level mm-hmm. that worked on me really well and that makes sense because dear Esther is a poem mm-hmm. um as far as a narrative goes and the kind of the, the part of writing that involves stringing together that stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think that maybe that that company is not nearly as good at as they think they are mm. um, like the macro plot of a machine for pigs like I think is bad and dumb while mm. containing a lot of very evocative passages and scenes. The yeah. actual the, the whole thing I think is kind of dumb. In a way that I didn't think I, I felt like amnesia, which is a story about, you know, super orbs and, and other dimensions <laughs> and stuff like that is silly, but worked with it, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it just held together. as like this is the genre I'm in mm-hmm. something about that kind of like their their poetry, which it is like I'm not saying that's a qualitative thing like it is, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Those turns of phrases and that imagery, which is really good, didn't fit together for me, mm-hmm. didn't hang yeah um in a a way like i haven't played it since it came out
3: yeah
0: um like i did a a let's play of it um in shockingly low resolution like nobody should watch that (laughs) because i i messed up the settings and didn't realize it until way later Mm -hmm. um so it is is barely watchable you could listen to it if you wanted to um where i talk about like oh this phrase is is really wonderful yeah um but you can hear like the wind go out of my sails as near the ending of the game where you start figuring things out Mm -hmm. and i'm like is that really it? Like, is that really what I'm here for? Mm-hmm. Like, that seems bad. Like while little individual details, like I actually, like a lot of people online didn't like the pig men. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the pig men. The pig I thought men that was pretty cool. Yeah. Like pig men are great. Um, pig church. Mm-hmm. Love pig church. Yep. <laughs> that was, that was, that was fantastic. Like there are individual things I thought worked really well. I mm-hmm. think it is not cohesive at all though. Yeah.
1: So I play them hot on the heels of each other, and you know when M- a Machine for Pigs came out, I'd been looking forward to it for years. But the but the, the, the criticism that kind of surrounded it, the fact that people were saying such bad things about it, kind of made me not want to not want to go for it. But I felt like yeah. I had to play it for you know for the show, and I'd been putting it off. You know I like I, I wanted to you know give it the give it the proper focus and the amount of time. And this is this is as good of a reason as any. And playing them you know hot off the heels you know of of one or the other, actually I felt benefited. The experience, because, Hmm. you know, I don't know if the if the broader ideas and the broader structure of what they were doing worked for me. I don't know if I was more attentive to the, you know, the way that the, the, the way that the themes kind of connected and amplified between the mm-hmm. two of them, um, you know, just kind of actually looking at the metaphysics of what, you know, kind of what's going on, uh, b- b- you know, b- b- between the two of them. And yeah, I was, I was disappointed by the fact that they they, 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 took out the stuff that kind of made it more mechanically engaging. But, um, I guess that maybe a little, little bit of that, a little bit of that negative press that I walked into it with made me expect it to be, um, fully dear Esther. And I was kind of a little bit more looking for those moments where it dipped away from that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the bigger ideas just, you know, worked for me against that, especially with the way that it plays with, you know, space and kind of the continuity of what you're walking through towards the end. I just like, for some reason, uh, uh, like, the, the, those parts added up to a, to a really good hole for me. And that, mm. you know, could just be, a, you know, an incredibly subjective experience. And with something that is like this, where it's either love it or hate it, you know, and based on everything that I've read, um, I guess that I'm in the love it column for a reason that I can't really defend, which is it resonated.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, I mean, the internet, obviously, when somebody doesn't like something on the internet, it's their duty to be as hyperbolic as possible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I had no joy, mm-hmm. you know, coming from it. Like, I, I too was looking, th- looking forward to it a lot. Like, I also really loved Dear Esther and I really loved Amnesia. And, uh, it wasn't like there weren't things for me to appreciate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I came away from it, like, feeling like, like, you know, like I said, I don't feel like these guys have put together a story. I feel like they put together really good vignettes. And very strongly that it didn't benefit very much from being an amnesia game. Oh, yeah. Which is something that sounded like you got a little bit of because you played them back to back. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't. Um, so those kind of ways that they, you know, seeing this different group play with the theming of, of amnesia. Like, I could see that being interesting, and I'll take your word for it mm-hmm. a little bit. But mechanically, like, amnesia is is a mechanical game. You know, and uh, a machine for pigs is not like yeah. you spend so much time opening drawers and cabinets that have nothing in them yeah. in that game. Like it's just they they've eliminated the reason to do that. Mm-hmm. And but I'm still doing it because it's an amnesia game. Yeah. And, yeah. And,
1: and mechanically, it is it is only satisfying at the beginning and at the very end. Like yeah. when you when you're introduced to this mansion and you are walking through it and looking for the secret passages and stuff like that, and that's not a spoiler because it happens yeah. in the first twenty minutes or so. Like the, the 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 way that that plays out and the way that it plays into something that I love in games, which is make paying attention a mechanic, um mm. I, I, I think I think is, you know, one of one of the strongest, you know, or, or not the strongest, is a very strong example of that, uh kind of paying yeah. off. And when the themes kind of come together towards the end and again, the way it plays with space um, I, I think that it gets, it gets interesting there. It definitely does suffer uh, from a saggy middle that, uh, that, oh, I think, yeah. that I think benefits, endless benefits brown nobody.
0: corridors. Yeah.
1: Endless brown corridor. Like I, I wish that it was more mansions. I wish that it was like after the, after the church, but before the final kind of complex kind of stuff, there's really nothing to like, there, there's yeah. nothing new for it to show you. And I, and the, like the, 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 that, that is heartbreaking. It's a missed opportunity, just like the game mm-hmm. itself was a missed opportunity, you know, putting the amnesia name on this come you know makes it come with a certain number of connotations um and i can see where the disappointment came from. cool there's there's a
0: fucking boss fight in in a machine for pigs like Uh, think about that for a second like the the, there's a boss fight well there's the the electro like saying electro pig isn't a spoiler there's the (laughs) double electro pigs in the tesla quail room i just
1: ran from them like you like all you have to do is run you don't have to face them down
0: yeah (laughs) it's a boss encounter like it it felt like a boss it felt like something like the worst metal gear villain like here here's electric pig the worst fucking metal gear villain like why are there electro pigs it's so it was so like i don't know i got very frustrated by how video gamey that was and how much they refused to be video gamey in other parts than like ways that like i don't know that really yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. Did, I hate it, the Electro Pigs. It, it
1: didn't read like that to me. Like, the fact that they were phasing in and out of reality and, like, well, like, what led to their creation in the first place, I felt, like, really support each other.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I couldn't, that that really, really bugged me. The, I agree with you about the first half. Like, the beginning of it, it through the church, is super compelling. Yeah. Um. After that, like, it more or less lost me. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, they're not doing an Amnesia 2. They're mm-hmm. doing the Soma game, which will be, like, hopefully Penumbra is to Amnesia as Amnesia is to Soma. Mm-hmm. um you know i'm okay with them not necessarily doing something else in that that same same world yeah T- take it and they, do it you
1: know like do it with a different uh different genre like a different a different flavor of this stuff and you know there's something that holds true for horror games like as the fidelity goes up things tend to get better like they're they, they, like the presentational elements can get stronger like that is that that is a way for them to speak more closely and it's a way to use this increased technology this improved yeah. technology
0: yeah, and there's also, I mean, and and also I am interested in The Chinese Room, and I, I will definitely check out Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Like, I just felt like it was a weird, like, intersection of not really compatible things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm interested to see what they'll do as long as they don't intersect again. Yeah. If The Chinese Room was given another Amnesia game, like, mm-hmm. I would be really hesitant to to play it, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I would be interested in, you know, I'm interested in them um, going their own way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, like, I also have to, I also have to like revisit cause I haven't played that. I haven't played a machine for pigs in a while, but mm-hmm. I, I, it's more like I have the memory of the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have to like do some wiki diving or, or look at my thing to remember exactly why I felt so strongly about it.
1: Yeah. So. Yep. I mean, I don't think anybody's arguing that it was a risk and that it was a risk that didn't entirely pay off, but I guess I would, you know, there, there, there is something to respect in a risk being taken maybe Yeah. if that's a, if, if, if that's a half-hearted takeaway that you can take from this.
0: And, and again, it's not joyless. Yeah. Like there are very cool things. There's some very beautiful turns of phrase and imagery mm-hmm. and a machine for pigs that, that are like, it's, it's even worth playing. It's just like, again, nothing can break your heart like that. What disappoints you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the the thing with that. But yeah, amnesia interested in the series. Love frictional <laughs> games. Yep. Um, what are we doing next? Cool.
1: Next we are doing super Metroid. This is episode number 100.
0: Bah. Yep, super, super, super excited. Yeah. That was the beginning of me trying to do some Metroid music with my mouth, not like a aborted, you know, <laughs> fanfare. Um, I am crazy excited about that. Me too. Um, it is also on the list of perfect games. Um, also, again on the list of perfect games, episode one hundred one, Katamari Demasi, <laughs> Um, which is just uh, incredible. Yeah, and uh, boy, looking forward to that. Yeah. Do
1: we want to announce one hundred two?
0: Um. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah,
1: uh, so this is going to be a split EP. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know those, uh, where we're going to talk about two kind of sim like games, right? Uh, the first yeah. of which is Sim City for the SNES. Um
0: yeah. and the second of which is Harvest Moon. Yeah, both uh, SN and both the uh, SNES iterations. Yes, of such, which like. One of the, the theses I'm going into with that is that for my mind, and this is not objective at all, that's the sweet spot of complexity <laughs> for those series for me. Like Harvest Moon a little bit further, but like I never got into Sim like once you start doing water pipes, I'm I'm yeah. out mm-hmm. when it comes to SimCity. And uh the S N E S version with the music and the uh the the graphics and the special events and, and arenas and stuff are uh attractions mm-hmm. just does it for me. Yeah. And Harvest Moon obviously was first on the Super Nintendo and is kind of the blueprint for that series.
1: Yeah. Whereas I feel the other way. I'm, I'm like I'm I'm exactly the opposite. I think that SimCity got better when it got more complex. Hmm. Um and um I think that Harvest Moon uh the more it ventured into current gen, you know, like PSX and beyond, um
0: uh the the, the more weird and dainty it got. It got well, it definitely got weird and daty. I mean, I guess I'm talking more like Harvest Moon 2 for the Game Boy mm. and stuff. Like it, it lasted more than just the the first entry, is my point. Yeah. I'm not into these uh these dungeon exploring RPG ones, <laughs> you know, or uh uh you know the later ones are straight updating Sims. Like I am I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. Um but uh SimCity I, I I do not necessarily think got better, but we can uh, we can talk about it. Yeah. I mean I actually that's not true. I do think it probably got better. It just got less interesting to me as a fair weather fan. Right. Of the genre, like it's not my favorite genre. So, mm-hmm. um, but this was this was the entry that got me. If any of them did, yeah, <laughs> gonna be uh, good music in that episode. True, that uh, that Metropolis theme <laughs> from uh, from SimCity is super good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have a bunch of other cool stuff on the horizon. Um, we should note that uh, you know we we thanked you guys at the beginning of the show, but our, our Patreon has surpassed its current milestone final milestone goal mm-hmm. um that is can can ha- could change like somebody could drop out but right now we're at that um we have to have a discussion and think about other milestone goals yes we do um
1: because but, this seemed like a far off distant thing
0: yeah it's a good problem to have yeah. like and and the uh, so we talked about throwing a couple ideas out there so we don't have anything immediately but what this one means is that uh, we're going to be able to get a some new equipment that's going to make our our third chair sound better is that correct cole yes Yep. Um, and that will most benefit Bonfireside Chat, but will also benefit the show on the occasions that we have such mm-hmm. luminaries as Ron Gilbert or Chris Avalone. Yeah, it'll also, it also
1: benefit the level, like anytime we have more than just two people.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, um, yeah, so thank you guys very much mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, if you
1: want to uh, uh, throw on there, see if we put up any new goals, that is uh, patreon.com slash
0: yeah, and we will we will put on new goals. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have to think about it. Mm-hmm. The um, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, thanks everybody for that. Thanks for iTunes ratings and reviews. People have been coming, uh, you know, representing. Yeah, in that it's it's really appreciated. Yeah. and uh, thanks for uh, checking out our other shows. Yeah. if uh, if you if you got a moment, mm-hmm. um, hit up uh, hit up your levels yes, and your, your your checks it out, comrades. Your
1: sufferings abject.
0: Yeah, check them out. Yeah, they're uh, they're worth they're worth your time. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, yeah, do we have
1: a? Oh, we are in the thick
0: of the soundtrack
1: showdown, which is oh, yeah. something we threw off as a joke in the Chocobos Dungeon episode, and I just decided to do. Yeah. So you can you can go to uh what is the, the URL to get to that? That is duckv.tv slash soundtrack showdown in order to uh see the bracket and put your vote in. Uh that is running up to the very day of the release of the hundredth episode.
0: Yeah, and that is uh again it's just the soundtracks of the games we're talking about. Yep. You're not voting for your favorite game. Uh-huh. Um and it has already gotten really interesting. I've been voting because mm-hmm. why not? Like it's not like how how you know, it's not me voting for episodes where it's like mm-hmm. how well did I do? It's voting for for the games. Yeah. Um so uh, it it has been it's lots of landslides but some things that I can already see like it's getting tighter. Mhm. It is a, a intense feeling of dread <laughs> that comes with when well, I'm going to have to choose between make a real Sophie's choice between the soundtrack <laughs> of Super Metroid and Katamari Damacy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's all cool stuff you can do to help us out. Um, we really appreciate it. Yeah. And we appreciate <laughs> you listening. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, go play Amnesia. Yeah. And other than that, what else should they watch out for? Cole? What's right behind them. And if you can mm-hmm. cut in the music there, that'd be great.